You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey guys, do you like heavy metal? Do you like video games, comic books, movies, theme parks, or even cool TV shows? We've got the place for you. Metal Geeks. Time to rock out with your geek out. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek, Dave, and George. Geek it out, fellas. Balls. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 2022 balls. Welcome, everyone. We are finally out of the past year, past two years, 2022. Uh, this is our annual rewind episode of the Metal Geeks podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Kerry the Metal Geek, along with... Uh, I am Brutal Dave. Brutal Dave, welcome, sir. And? George Tripsis. And I'm detecting some metal tonight as well. Ah, what's going on, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Justin. How's everybody? Before we talk in, uh, you know, all of our geeky stuff, let's talk about everybody's holiday. How how was everybody's holidays, the New Year's and all that? Mine was good. It was relaxing. Chilled at home for most of the time because, you know, pandemic and all. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I've heard about that. Yeah. A little bit. Watch some watch some movies, watch some shows. That sounds fun and relaxing. Yep. It's the way to do it. Yeah, mine was good. Uh we spent Christmas with um Erica's sister. We just had like a you know, normal spread, ham stuffing, croissants, good stuff. And uh then we just kind of hung out and watched movies. Nothing too special. New Year's Eve, same thing. We ordered pizza and just watched movies of the house the whole night. So, <laughs> New Year's lots and Eve lots of movies. <laughs> New Year's Eve for me, man. I had to I had to set an alarm to wake up for the uh, for the countdown. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ten o'clock. I'm like, I'm going to take a little nap. Be there. Man, you're just calling into that age range. I don't care. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> We had a we had a, uh, an exciting day because we went on the we went on a cruise for uh, the holidays. So we left on the twenty fourth. We came back on the thirty first. Most cruises, you they want you off as early as possible on your last day because they want to get the new people on. Well, we woke up early, like seven o'clock, to you know get everything ready, go get breakfast, get off the ship, and all that. Um, and we didn't have a super late number, uh, so we were like at number twenty one. And it goes with your baggage. So that would probably have been about 10 o'clock. Well, we wake up. We're miles away from port because the fog is so bad in Galveston area, in the Gulf. We couldn't get in. So wow. we, we actually didn't get into Galveston probably till like 1.30 or 2 o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon. So, yeah, that was a horrible day. These bastards made you wake up early for nothing. They did. And I wish I'd known because apparently some people were just staying in their cabin. We were up at the Lido, the marketplace, like the the area surrounding like the buffet and all that. Mm-hmm. And apparently everybody else in the world thought it was a great idea. Oh, we're in the buffet. We can just take off our mask. Like, no. Not the way it works. Yeah, while you were gone, uh, the CDC put out a thing recommending people not go on cruises. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> like like the day after you left. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, see ya. Now, Too we were, late. We were as careful as possible, you know. Uh, we didn't get off on one of the ports because you had to tender off. You had to get onto like a boat, another boat to get to the shore. And like, we didn't want to do that. We didn't want to be around a lot of people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the other ones, we can just walk off. We were okay. 
but you know, we spent some time in the room. You know, we did, we did a lot of cool stuff. Do you, do you guys, I don't know if you, you're not as old as me, but do you remember a TV show back in the nineties called Sia? It was on Fox. I believe it was a T H E A. Yeah. Don't make fun of my list, but it's okay. I'm not making fun of anything. I've never Uh, heard of that in my life. Yeah, check it out. It was like Brandy. You know who Brandy is? It was her first ever sitcom. Like the star of the show was one of the comedians on the ship. To be fair, when you when you first started saying, "Hey, have you heard that show?" I thought you were going to mention Love Boat. That's his claim to fame. I mean, it's kind of a stretch to make him one of the star performers on your ship. You know, his claim to fame is a '90s cartoon with Brandy in it. What are you talking about? (laughs) No sitcom. Oh, it was a sitcom. Okay, it was, ba- it was based on her. It was her name. Okay, I've it's actually still kind of. A a lo- I've been on the love boat, which was interesting. <laughs> I was on the actual ship where the love boat was filmed. But anyways, That's cool. Um, it was fun. You know, uh, we saw Spider Man again on the ship because there was an IMAX on there. We we're like, why not? There's an IMAX theater on the on the cruise ship. <laughs> there was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, why be on a boat at that point? <laughs> why not? It was That's cool always like, been kind of my thing. Is like I like I've the cruise concept has never really appealed to me, and like I talk to people about it who like to go on cruises, like Carrie, my father-in-law, other people, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, it's great. You know, you can do stuff, and you don't even know that you're on a boat." And I'm like, "Then oh. why do I want to go on a boat?" <laughs> I, I will tell you guys the very first night uh, on the ship. Uh, I got really seasick. Uh, we were oh, at dinner. Shit. I had just uh, just gotten my soup, and like halfway through it, I'm like, I don't feel good. It was this. We were in the back of the ship, and it was just very. It was very rocking. It was very. It was moving a lot. I'm just like, I can't do this. I I, I, I couldn't eat. Couldn't so handle the motion of the ocean. Couldn't handle the motion of the ocean. <laughs> so I went to the cabin, and uh, my wife she brought the food over there, and I'm like, no, nope, I don't want to eat. I just like crashed out and woke up the next day and I was fine the rest of the trip. But that first night, man. Was it, was it a similar, was it a similar effect as when you Googled the word askew? It was, it it was a little bit. (laughs) I don't, I don't appreciate that. (laughs) My view was askew a little bit. For all the the listeners, if you want to see something entertaining, Google the word askew. I had fun with it. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was cool too. The first time I did it, I'm like, I don't, I don't see anything different. And then, and then I went you scroll down. Then I scrolled down. I'm like, oh, gotcha. I do, I do art and graphic design shit every day. So like, even slight <laughs> variations and <laughs> like things not being true to square. Like I noticed that shit. It bugs me to death. The TVA logo and Loki, some of them yeah. bugged the shit out of me because there are some lines that don't quite line up in the design. Uh, it was, it was making me crazy watching. The show. <laughs> nice. Well, what, uh, Dave, what about you? How was your holiday? Uh, it was good. Um, chill, just at home with, uh, the immediate family and, um, got, I, I got these, uh, rad new, uh, headphones and I got new PC speakers that sound really nice after my last set finally crapped the bed after almost, God, I must've had those things for almost 20 years. They, uh, they did a long tour of duty and then finally crapped out completely. Um, so yeah, I got, got new, new stuff. got, you know, this cool new 
leather satchel that's behind me. This thing. Nice. And, very uh, leathery. It, it's very leathery. Yeah. Um, New Year's, we... Uh, so we did kind of a... We did that Christmas, then we had kind of a... a family Christmas the next week. We did tacos. We did taco Christmas. Um, you want to get some tacos. Yep. And, uh, yeah, the New Year's just kind of hung out. Um, I think we played some games. We did We did game playing on Christmas as well. We played the uh, game that uh, George and Catherine sent us, and uh, everyone seemed to enjoy it. Oh, that's good. I'm glad y'all liked yeah, it. Yeah, it was cool. We liked it. Uh, it was uh, Mon- Monstrosity. <laughs> Which is essentially like, it's basically like um, one person functions as a witness and everybody else in the round functions as like a, a police sketch artist, essentially, is what you're doing. And the, the witness has a set amount of time to look at a card that has a monster on it. And they're supposed to memorize as much detail about it as they can. And then they put it away. And then they have a preset amount of time to tell the artists what the thing they looked like, what they saw looked like, and everybody's trying to draw it as they're describing it. And so then once that's done, you you compare and then see who got the closest, and whether and then you compare it to the actual card and make sure that uh, the um, the witness was actually a, a reliable witness, and they get points if they did a good job. And it, it's cool. cool. It's a yeah. It's funny and when when, uh, when George handed me my my Christmas gift because he gave everybody games, but he said I got every theme gifts this this time, and I opened it up and my game was called like Monster Balls or something like that. And I <laughs> said uh, something about nuts, I think. Cold, yeah, like, or something about nuts, and I was like, so is the theme balls? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Simon? Simon says evening, gents. How you doing, man? Hey, up, Simon. Uh, we played a game on the cruise. I bought a couple of games. Was I bought. Um, it's Uno Flip. Have you guys ever played Uno Flip? No. I got I got the Marvel version. It was very interesting. It took is it Uno with flip cups? It's it's basically like Uno with flip cups. Exactly right. Take shots. No, it's um. There's a there's a certain card. So there's, there's it's on both sides of it. And so there's a certain card. If you play it, you have to flip everything around. So one side's heroes, one side's villains, and the villains side is of course more difficult to play. Um, it was a lot of fun. We played that like multiple, multiple times. Hmm. Uh, anybody else? What y'all get for uh, presents? Anybody get anything good? Justin, I bet you got something Masters well, of the Universe. George George gave me the coolest thing. He found a Black Phillip <laughs> stuffed oh, yeah. animal, <laughs> which I fucking love. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty cool. awesome. And then uh, Erica got me a new lawnmower, which is not terribly exciting, but it's you know nice to have. It's functional. It's functional. Did yeah. you get her... It's like getting like appliances I, for Christmas. Well, I got Erica um, like a really great record player system oh, with cool. some amazing speakers, and uh, it it like rocks the whole house. It's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. What about you, George? What did you get? Uh, I got some Legos. I got you got Lego or Lego there you or go. Lego sets, I should say. <laughs> uh, and then I got. Uh, the key from the Goonies, the the bone key. Oh yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I got a prop replica. Catherine got me a prop replica of that, and uh, she got me a uh, video game, the Hot Wheels uh, video game, Unleashed. I think that's what it's called, Hot Wheels yeah. Unleashed. It's pretty fun. Uh, so far, 
I've been trying to get all the uh, cool vintage cars that I remember playing as a kid. Does it have like Knight Rider and like the Batmobile and all that stuff in there? It does, yeah. That's cool. I've never even heard of that. I looked it up. The like the meta scores on this thing are ridiculous. Like it's apparently very highly rated. It's a lot of fun. Never even heard of this. Well, Kim got me a very geeky book. Uh, it's basically the adventure adventurers club type of stuff. Everything that the adventurers club at Disney, like the secret society and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it has stuff about the jungle cruise and the Tiki stuff and all that cool things. That's it's cool. Very geeky. Cool. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Dave? What did you get? Oh, I said, I, I got these headphones. I got oh, yeah, the speakers headphones. got this, uh, satchel. Cool. Um, what, I'm missing some stuff. But, yeah, me too. Uh, that that was the bulk of it. That was our, that was our, our main present with our crew. So I mean, yeah. I haven't, I even, got <laughs> I haven't even played that album on it yet. <laughs> so, no, that uh, one's that one's entirely hers. Yeah, I have my Christian own in my says, office. <laughs> our, our good buddy Christian Renner said to translate Justin, he got this sweet ass <laughs> new record player for the for the Nile album. <laughs> no, that and, that uh, one that one's hers. I got my own in my office. Our friend Brian on chat, Brian Fuqua. Hey, Brian. He played uh, Uno Flip, too. Uh, thanks to Brian and his wife, they were able to get me one of those Haunted Mansion Sensi thingy majabbers, whatever they're called. Oh, what? yeah. What? What's the Haunted Mansion scent? That I, I don't that... think it's a scent. It's just the, the, the burner. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's a wax you. melter. Yeah, the wax melter. It's really cool looking. I don't know if I want to use it as a wax melter, but it's a cool little piece, you know? Cool. You should just use it as a wax melter. It's just wax. Yeah, but the the actual bowl has like this really cool etching of Madame Leota in it. I don't want to mess that up, you know? It, it's wax. I, I, I understand the concept. <laughs> It's just not mid-condition if you take it out of the box. I get it. So Brian says it's Fuquay. Okay. I'm sorry. Like a week way. All right. Uh, before we move on to our top stuff, got to ask everybody, has everybody seen the first episode of The Book of Boba Fett? I've seen, seen the, the first, first one, two. Too. Nope. I saw, the, I saw the first two episodes. You saw the first two? Yeah. What's your, your gut reactions to it? Uh... I wish they would have just put one and two together to make one episode because for episode one was very lacking it was short. in content. Yeah. Yeah. I've only seen the first one. And when I came out the other side, I was just kind of like, there were some cool moments, but it's not really living up to the hype. The, the flashback stuff I, I feel is too long. I wish they would have done that. Have you watched episode two yet, Carrie? I have. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, because really episode, cool. episode two is all flashback. <laughs> Most of it, yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I just said. Most there's a re- there's some really cool cameos that we're not going to spoil that make their first appearance in live action Star Wars. But we'll, I mean, we'll if you're on social later. media, I'm sure you guys heard about it already. So yeah, it's nothing that I, we could spoil here. I, I would think. All right. So how do you want to do this? Do you guys want to? Um, start with a certain topic. Do you want to do movies, TV show, video games? We're it's your show, Gary. You can you can pick which topic we start. Well, with. Well, it's a democracy. We're all going to vote. We all have a chance. <laughs> as far um, as games goes, my game my list is going to be very lacking because I okay, haven't played a lot too. of video games. So let's do video games first because 
Oh, um, I guess we were talking about uh, Boba Fett. Christian says pretty damn boring so far. I think he means I, this show. I was thought he meant this show. <laughs> like, it's it's a little bit of both, to be fair. Maybe so, Boba Fett's maybe. a little boring, and this is kind of boring too. Maybe we should add more flashbacks <laughs> into it. There we go. That's what we need. Um, yeah, let's do video games first, because uh, I do have like a top twenty or top fifteen, really. But Jeez, let's go there. Jesus Christ, <laughs> the games. Yeah, but you uh, you played twenty games this year. I play, but I haven't. I've only beat the first seven or eight on my list. One of them you can't you can't complete, so it's you know. But we'll go there. So is it we'll roller coaster tycoon. It's probably roller coaster tycoon. It is not. I did not play that this much. As <laughs> I mean, that game didn't come out in twenty twenty one. So this yeah. is the only games that came out in twenty twenty one, right? That's that's correct. I did play it, but not that much. You play twenty games in the year yeah. 2021 that's amazing I play uh, where do you of, where do you have the time i play a lot of games on my switch actually that's where um, i play the majority of my games that's why he's always like falling him. asleep early because he's yeah he's, he's waking games. up early gaming that's why he's so yeah. early gaming. <laughs> I'm, working, I'm waking up early to go to work at 6 a.m Man. all right george let's start with you uh, I mean, I've only played two games that are new uh, for 2021, which is Guardians of the Galaxy and the the new Hot Wheels game. So, <laughs> is Hot Wheels the new hotness for you? Uh, right now, it is. I haven't even f- uh, picked up Guardians of the Galaxy since I stopped playing it. Jeez, uh, yeah. back in October. I, I feel bad. Know. Yeah, I feel bad because I, I was like all about it when I first got it, but I since I paused on it, I haven't picked it back up. Yeah, I haven't really gone back to it that much either. I need to though. I want, that's one of the games I do want to complete. Yeah, absolutely. But the game, the the game. Here's what I want to say about that. It's it's on my list. It's actually my number six when we get there. It's an amazing story. It's better than Guardians of the Galaxy two. But well, it's it, not. I mean, that's not very the, hard to do to be better than game, Guardians well, of the Galaxy two. The game Russell play, couldn't save Guardians of the Galaxy two. <laughs> the gameplay is not that great. Yeah, the gameplay is kind of clunky for sure. Yeah. Uh, it really I th- is. I think what it is is they, they try to make it feel like you can interact with everybody, and I yep. think that's part of the detriment to the game, I think. Uh, I agree. Uh, also, like the the button smashing that they try to make you do in the game to fight the bosses is pretty difficult. So that's my only major complaint. But other than that, it's pretty fun. I think the writing's fun. The, the voice the acting... Great. Yeah, the voice acting is really good. Uh, I liked how they incorporated like some of the comic book stuff and some of the movie stuff, and they kind of like mixed it in a blender, yeah. which I thought was fun. Yeah, it's a really, really well done game. I just wish the gameplay was a little bit better. They spent a little bit more time working on that. Well, it's Square Onyx. What do you expect? Yeah, it's better than the Avengers game, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, Dave, have you played any games the past year at all? No, I have not. So thanks for asking. Next. <laughs> <laughs> well, you played that new board game that I got you. So yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't played any uh, video games from 2021. There you go. This will be the shortest segment ever. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be. Yeah, mm-hmm. Justin. Uh, a week ago, I started playing Halo Infinite, and I beat it yesterday. Oh, um, how was it? <laughs> so the story is really kind of lacking. Um, it, it feels kind of like Halloween Kills did, where it's just a bridge between one story and the next. Um, the villains, they seem threatening, but like they're not that great story-wise. Uh, the gameplay is pretty comparable to all Halo games. Um, some of the 
some of the fights where you're like Master Chief versus a whole army of, you know, Covenant and Brutes and stuff are pretty tough. So it seems a little more challenging than the past few Halo games have been, but that could just be because I'm rusty. Uh, but overall, it was fun. I mean, it's it's a fun Halo campaign. I didn't like really that they did the open world thing because there's a bunch of extra crap you have to do now that you wouldn't have had to do in a linear Halo game. And it felt like the game took about three or four hours longer than it should have for me to beat it because I had to do all that extra crap, like walking from point <laughs> A to point B. <laughs> That's how they um, padded out the game lengths, right? Yeah. Well, right. I don't. So when I when I play a game like Halo, I want to invest you know four and a half to six hours and beat it, and that's it for the campaign. You know, I don't want to spend twenty hours on that game because it's not meant to be Fallout. You know, uh, but they tried to like do some weird hybrid open world Halo mishmash thing, and I think they kind of failed at it in a lot of ways. Um, the multiplayer is great. I haven't played a whole lot, but it's been pretty fun. Um, Again, it's not as good as previous iterations, but I do enjoy it. Grappling Hook is fantastic. That's the best addition to the the game. Um, That's what Christian just said. The Grappling Hook is badass, and I suck at shooters. I've, I played maybe like the first hour of this game. I had just got to the planet, uh, to the Halo, so I haven't really proceeded from there. But yeah, the Grappling Hook... That's a really fun mechanic. It's really it, it really gets better and get better as you level it up too, oh, because you can use it as a weapon. It breaks shields and then it leaves an electrical charge that'll injure the guys around him, and then you can uh, you know just grapple to the villain and punch it whoever it is. Um, so it's it definitely has multiple uses. The grappling hook's definitely the coolest feature. I was I was I was uh, in the beginning of the game. I would uh, pick up like a gun or something with a grappling hook and throw it at somebody, which is always mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Yeah, you can just grab guns, too, as you're running around, especially yeah. like the last two bosses. They move very quickly, so they're always on your ass and you have to like weave in and out of pillars to like not get caught. So the grappling hook's doubly useful because you can grab guns. As you're trying to run by. I probably will um, play more. How long do you think it is? How, how long was it? About 10 hours. OK, that's that's a decent amount, I guess. It might be normal. Normal game, normal like game is about 12 hours. Yeah. That's not too no, like the last few Halos I got through in six to eight. Like they're not usually this long. Okay, maybe I'm just slower than most. <laughs> so that's your only uh, only game on the list. I also played the Back for Blood demo uh, that okay. came out that you gave me a long time ago, and that's it. I don't really play a lot of games. You didn't play uh, what's the name of the game you're all over? Um, Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk. Yeah. I mean, it came out in 2020. I did beat it in 2021, but I started it in 2020. And uh, I played one of the Assassin's Creed Valhalla expansions. Um, that was pretty fun. But, I mean, nothing new. No I new got games. bored with uh, Valhalla really quick. Really? Did you? Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed probably, like, the first... But you played you played Odyssey, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. See, I didn't and play I got, Odyssey. I got, it, I got bored years. with that, too, pretty quick. Too, I played so. the hell out of Odyssey, and I sort of I I played a lot of Valhalla, but I sort of did stop at one point too. It was like too much of it, you know. It's just too much. You get burned out, especially if you had invested all that time recently into Odyssey. But like, I hadn't played Assassin's Creed since like three, so going back to it was was fun for me because it had been so long. And Valhalla is actually like a pretty solid game. Completely, completely changed since like the old school Assassin's Creed. You know. Yeah, they've really progressed into. A good game. Apparently, there's a new huge expansion coming out for that game this year and for Valhalla that's going to change the entire way it plays or something like that. 
I don't know a lot about it. Uh, I have the season pass for it, so if anything cool comes out, I might get it. So. There you go. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll move mine down to ten uh, with a couple of honorable mentions. So, <laughs> in, I'm, I'm sure my first couple of ones are going to be pretty obvious to people. So, number ten is a really cool game called Death Door. You're like this black bird, and it's a very minimalistic looking game, but it's 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 almost like uh, uh, Zelda: a Link to the Past. The gameplay of it it's a lot of fun a uh, really cool art style uh, beautiful looking game uh number nine speaking of beautiful looking games that's a shooter is Deathloop on the ps5 one of the few ps5 games i played this year um it's made by the same company oh god what's the name of that game dishonored so oh, yeah. if you ever played the dishonored games i played the very, first one yeah it's very much in that style but uh, it's sort of like that you're waking up. It's almost like Groundhog Day, but a shooter. Interesting. Every day, every day you wake up, there you're finding. Every time you die, actually, you, you uh, discover something new. I, I, it's not procedurally generated like that, like a roguelike, but it there's elements of that into it. You know what I mean? It's really mm-hmm. cool. it's really well done. Um, number eight for me is uh, a Quest VR game. And that's Ragnarok. I love this game. I play it a lot. Um, it's my second most played game on my quest, besides the, the workout Supernatural game that I do. Um, and I love that you can actually add other bands into it. Um, really easy. And they give you the directions on how to do it on their website. So it's a lot. It's been a lot of fun. Like, almost every Sabaton song is on there now, apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number... Uh, so, talking about Valhalla, Kim says Odyssey was better than Valhalla. It might be. I haven't. I haven't played Odyssey. Do you have a Do you have a disc drive or do you have the S right? Yeah, I have a Series S. Okay. I like, I'll let you borrow my copy of it, but you can't play it. <laughs> I'm not sure that I want to play another giant open world game for another year. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do that in 2024. Uh. Going now. Here's the the next seven, uh, six out of these games I've have actually completed. One of them I have not, and that was Guardians of the Galaxy, we just talked about. But number seven for me was Resident Evil Village. Um, I I like the Resident Evil games. The first person when they switched to first person, I wasn't a super huge fan of it, but I like how it's a continuation of the characters and the sort of the story from the last one. Um, so it's it's been a lot of fun. There's a Everybody, you know, every, everybody thinks about the lady, uh, D, yeah, whatever. Gonna, gonna say that. Yeah, yeah but she's not the main <laughs> villain in the game. She's only maybe in the game for a couple hours, and that's it. No spoilers are here, but whatever. It's been out for a while. Well, now I'm definitely not gonna play it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was interested in seeing that, but not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, um, I've never played a Resident Evil game. At all, ever? I haven't played ever. one since the third one. I think the third one was the last time I played. I think wow. I was the same for me. Yeah, it's been a while. You, you guys have never played four. Resident <laughs> Evil Four. Oh my God! Resident Evil Four is one of my top five video games of all time. That I don't they, really like those type of games, so that's why I've never played one. And they've they've actually I'm, I've been debating to get it. I have not pulled the trigger yet. No, no pun intended, 
but they released Resident Evil 4 on the Quest. And I've been debating to get that, but do I want to spend another $40 on a game I've played over and over, you know what I mean? It you know, it occurs sale, to possibly. me. It occurs to me, I think I stopped playing Resident Evil games when they started making Resident Evil movies. <laughs> it's all Mila Jovovich's fault. God, those, <laughs> damn you. God, those movies fucking suck. There was a new one this year, too. The God, was Return, there really? Return, Return of Raccoon Raccoon City. Actually, yeah. uh, uh, it's a reboot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot, yeah. I forgot about that. That actually didn't look too bad. I've heard mixed things. I haven't seen it yet, though. I'll watch it, but I'm not. I don't have my hope for anything. I'm not going to pay twenty dollars to watch it, though. That's that's the thing. No, no. Uh, all right, moving on. We already talked about number six. Number five for me was sort of a, a game changer for me on this series. I played some of the older ones, but uh, Hitman Three for me is my number five. I got really into Hitman in the beginning of the year. I even traded in my my Xbox versions of the first two to get the PS5 version or the PS4 versions. They would all play together. Um, but the the level, the second level on that game, second or third level, um, and you get to uh, become, you, you take over the role of like uh, a detective and you have to go to this fancy house and there's a murder and you have to sort of figure it out and, and accuse people. One of the best video game experiences I've had in a long time. It's really, really fun. And you don't even have to like shoot people or or be like it's it was just an, a really cool experience if they can emulate that more different experiences that you've never had in a video game before i'm all for it uh number four for me was psychonauts 2 yeah, i remember you saying you were really excited about that i game i've been looking forward to for a long time it's still there's not a physical version of that game it's just uh, only digital which hopefully they'll yeah. make a physical I'm going to buy that eventually. I just have so many other things to play and do. Well, I haven't actually bought it. I still have I, I, Game Pass for me, you know. Um, all right. Uh, moving on. Number three for me was a game that I, I, I completed and I loved. A PS5 game. It was Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. It's, it, essentially, it's more of the same, but it looks so good. It's the best-looking game I've played all year, hands down. Um, I wish it was a little bit longer, too. I, I love the story. I love the gameplay, uh, the voice acting. Everything about Ratchet & Clank is, is top-notch. Number two actually has two in the title, and that was It Takes Two. Uh, That's not a new game. It came out last year. No, it came out in 2021. Oh, did it? Well, I played yeah. that game, too, then. There you go. Yeah, so three games. Um, three games. Uh, <laughs> one of the best video game experience I've had this year, especially the whole game is co-op. And I played it with, with Kim, my wife, the whole entire game. Uh, and we just had a blast. I mean, every single level was a little bit different. The story was very... Um, um, not for kids. We uh we took my uh, uh my nephews to the, the store one a few months like about a month ago, and I'm like I'm gonna get you a game, one game each, and they both one of the kids the older kid he's like he wanted it takes two and I'm like I don't know if this is the, quite the game for you I had to like take his mom aside I'm like look this game's about divorce, depression, um 
and you have to you kill ki- childhood you ha- you, memories. You have to kill a fucking baby stuffed elephant. It's terrible. That's true. That, I never felt so terrible in a video game. Oh no, game. Bing Bong. Pretty much, very yeah. much like that. Um, and so she was like, "Okay, thanks for telling me." But I think it is one of the most, the one of the best games of the year. Did you played with your wife the whole time, George? Or yeah, well, you can't play it by yourself. No, exactly. it's, it's impossible. So uh, you can play it uh, online with somebody because with the game that comes with a code, and uh, you could send that code to one person. But the main person would be like me, and then I could send you a code to play it, and then you could play along, and you just download, uh, like a, not like the full version, but like a just a game to play, and then you can jump into my game. Yeah. Which so cool. yeah, I, I played it with my wife, and it was a lot of fun. She, she really enjoyed it too. We talked about replaying it so we can find all the mini games because apparently we didn't find all the mini games. Yep. Always, always collectibles to find. Um, number one for me. Uh, can anybody guess what it's going to be? Metroid. The Metroid, yeah, Metroid stuff, yeah. Metroid Judge Dredd, that's right. <laughs> uh, that, man, if they could do that, I'd be, I'd be down. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I, I love 2D Metroidvania games, and nobody, of course, does it better than Metroid, you know? Um, it looks really, really good. Um, I'm glad it's a 2D, it was a 2D game, not a, a, a 3D, because... I like Metroid Prime was 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 great, but mm-hmm. I really liked the old school. And this was a direct continuation mm-hmm. of Metroid Fusion, which was like fifteen years ago. So it's really cool. Yeah, I really want to play play this one. I've always enjoyed the the Metroid series. You have a Switch, with, right? And I do. Actually, we have two now. Uh, oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. So one of my one of my daughters. Uh, so their their grandfather takes them to. Dave and Buster's like on the regular and they, they earn so many points that they can't spend them in the point redeem place. So they just save them up. One of my kids got a fucking switch. Are you kidding me? (laughs) No. (laughs) A Nintendo switch for the points that she saved up. How many points uh, is that? Like hundred million? Uh, I, you'd have to ask her. I don't actually. (laughs) That's something I'm actually interested to find out. How many points does it take? I'll, like I'll ask her and let you know. She said, but I forgot what the number was. Wow, it was in it was in the 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 hundreds of thousands. They played area. more games than you did, Carrie. Apparently, <laughs> uh, Simon says uh, that, that didn't mean for it to come out like that. Simon says, "Sorry about that, dude." Uh, with the progression of Metroid, my eyes and heart are open for Castlevania. Hell yeah! Um, I was happy they released the uh, Castlevania Advanced Collection on the Switch this year, which is. Some of the early Game Boy uh, Advance games where they really dived deep into the Metroidvania play, play style. Yeah. A um, couple other uh, request, uh, things on my list. The Artful Escape, which you ha- if you have Game Pass and you haven't played it, it's, it's interesting. It's not a lot of gameplay, but you're a guy uh, who's living in like this... The city by the sea, and your dad's a famous or uncle with a famous musician, and you're there to pay tribute to him. And it's just a really weird, quirky, but well done indie game. Um, Cruisin' Blast, <laughs> I that game was so much fun. Uh, it's on the Switch. If it's if you played the cruising games in the arcade, it's just like that. Okay, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, and I have Cyber Shadow on my list, which is uh, a Ninja Gaiden type of game on the Switch. 
and uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits, which is on the PS5. I'm not very far into it, but it looks like you're playing uh, a, a Disney cartoon. It looks like a Pixar movie come to life. It's really beautiful. And that's it. That's my list. What, what was, was the, the last one called? One? Uh, the PS5 game? Or... The last one that you named that was like a Pixar... It's called Kena. K-E-N-A. Bridge okay. of Spirits. Yeah. And it, it's like a 40, $49 game, so it's not high-end, which, you know, some PS5 games are $69, you know, you know what I mean? Which is Yay. ridiculous. But people don't remember, like, back in the day, man... Nintendo that was 64 not, that game. was pretty standard. Yeah, I mean, NES, NES days, you, you yeah. could pay that. And then when they get down to 49, when, like, I think, like, Xbox first came out, Xbox, PS1, everybody's like, oh, that's a great price, and we'll stick with that. Yeah, like, there's some, if you don't remember, I remember Super Mario Brothers 3 was, like, 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Back in the day. It's crazy. All right. Democracy wins here. Do you want to do movies or TV shows next? Movies. Yeah, let's right. do movies. All right. And let's round robin it. We'll start with 10 and go around. Oh, we're yeah, sounds good. It? All right. Sounds like a plan. Uh, who's going to start? You want me to start? George. George, George. Sure. I'll right, start. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let me pull up my letterbox and I'll tell and, you what. Uh, my... I'm going to preface this by saying uh, don't make fun of my choices because I know you guys have seen a lot more movies. Than <laughs> oh, no. mine Mine's going to be kind of funny. Yeah, I, watched, I watched 107 new movies last year. So I watched Jesus maybe fuck. 25 movies and they're on my list. I'm I'm just really excited to see the overlap. But I didn't see Spider-Man. <laughs> you haven't seen Spider-Man. I'm excited to see the overlap, and I'm also excited to see what kind of like unique titles we have. So right. there's going to be some so, overlap between me and George for sure. Absolutely. I, I only watched ten new movies in 2021. So it's, what you're going to get? We picked is, the right number. Is the list of movies <laughs> that I saw. And, and, uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be ranking them. I suppose. <laughs> there we go. All it. right. So uh, number ten with a bullet, uh, Suicide Squad, James Gunn. That's my number ten pick of the year. It was a lot of fun. Uh, he made me believe that suicide and DC could be fun again. Hmm. So, it, if I had to put Suicide Squad on my list, it would be number eleven. Like it was just really just barely shy of not making my top ten. Yeah, it's on my. List. I had I was rearranging my list up to an hour right before we recorded. So. So uh, I guess who wants to go next? Justin, you want to go next? Sure. Uh, my number 10 is a movie called The Voyeurs. It was on Amazon Prime. With uh, Oh, really? Did you watch it? <laughs> I, I watched part of it, and I got kind of bored, so I stopped watching it. <laughs> did, did you get to the twist? Um, maybe not. Maybe I, I okay. just didn't. So you should have stuck with it, because like, I agree. The beginning of the movie is not stellar it's just kind of good like it sets an interesting premise it's these this couple's moved into this apartment that's much nicer than what they should be able to afford and they're able to see out their window and see all these other people's apartments and they can see this couple that lives across from them and like they have all this unusual stuff going on in there the the man is home alone he's inviting models over because he's a photographer and he keeps sleeping with them and like they realize it and they're gonna do something about it so they let the wife know, 
that uh, he's been cheating on her with all these models and stuff. And then a fight happens, and it looks like he murders the wife. And so then they're for, they're faced with this decision of what do they do because they're not supposed to know anything about it, and they end up, uh, you know, trying to do something, and it backfires in a pretty magnificent way. And there's definitely a twist to this thing. It's got uh, Sydney Sweeney in it, who I've become a big fan of. Um, she's one of like the three best actresses in horror at the moment. Um, the The ending was surprising. Um, I didn't really think I was going to like this movie as much as I did, but it's it's a solid top ten for me. Wow, very cool. The the twist ending is that it was directed by M Night Shyamalan. No, because if it was directed by M Night Shyamalan, it would not be on this list. <laughs> uh, that's part of the uh, Blumhouse like uh, Amazon Prime initiative, right? No, this was something different. It it happened uh, around the same time the Blumhouse films came out, but it was much much better than all the other Blumhouse films. Yeah, because none of those Blumhouse movies really did it for me. They weren't very good this year. I agree. No. They were stronger when they were on Hulu. Uh, all right dave what about you yes sir um my 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 least favorite of the 10 movies (laughs) sing two (laughs) was sing two that's exactly right yes thank you (laughs) so uh was sing two just as much as a jukebox uh kind of movie like the first one it's the same movie as the first one, yeah. I'll probably watch when it comes to like Amazon or like Netflix. So, or Amazon or I mean, what's the plot? I mean, they're just like, hey, we need to save the theater again. No, it's um, God. I'm trying to even remember exactly what the initial setup was. It's basically that, like, so the if you saw the first one, like the theater gets established at the end of the first one, and there it's a success, and they're doing fine. Uh, so the next one opens up and like a, uh, like a high end talent scout comes to one of their shows to check it out and then basically tells them y'all are just a, a small local theater and that's all you're ever going to be. And, you know, we're not interested. You don't have what it takes to, to, uh, compete and operate at the level that we work at. And so it's them trying to get recognized and be seen as legitimate on, uh, by a, uh, this like it, it's not it's not Las Vegas in the movie, but it's basically Las Vegas. Uh, this big like this big like entertainment mogul um, who is your villain in the movie as well. He's a real dick, um, and it's it's them basically trying to get in good with him and get seen as legitimate and valid on that that level. It's it's a bunch of uh, you know. <sighs> I'm not going to watch this movie again. <laughs> it was, it was, it was tolerable. It was, it was watchable. I, it was a, it was a gift from my youngest daughter. Who's a big like pop music fan and stuff sure. like that. And so she, well, my wife it, so likes did, the like, first one quite a bit. So she, I'm guessing she'll like the second one too. It's a lot of the same, you know, um, it, and it's, it's a, when movie it's not broken, about, why fix it? Yeah. It's a, it's a movie about, uh, people who, love music and performing and are, you know, chasing that passion. And so that alone, I'm like, yeah, fine. I'll watch that. I, I, I can at least get on board with that as a Kim concept. says it sounds like the Muppets saving the theater. Kind of. That's what the first one was. Yeah. I saw the first one when it was on one of the streaming services. It was okay. It was fun. It was fine. All right, Carrie, you're number 10. All right. So don't hate me. Um, it's too late. No, the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie, I mean, Jungle Cruise, is my number 10. Wow. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with the movie. It's not perfect. It's not great. Um, but, but top 10 worthy. 
compared to the movies that I've seen, yeah. <laughs> uh, we watched it again on the cruise, actually. Uh, at night, they have this big screen above the pool, and they show movies at night. It's a lot <clears> of fun. <throat> Just hang out on the on out there and watch movies. Yeah. Um, I like The Rock. I mean, I, Dwayne Johnson, whatever he goes by. I think he's, uh, you know, he der- deserves his uh, fame and his recognition for what he does. I was never a big wrestling fan, so... But so he deserve he deserves to just play himself in every movie is what you're saying. He's in every movie, ba- basically any movie that has a jungle in it has to feature Dwayne Johnson apparently. No matter what, okay. especially if it's in the title. I mean, I didn't enjoy that movie, but hey, I'm not going to yuck your yum, man. You enjoy it. I'm glad you liked it. Thank you for being uh, adult about that. I'm, try- I'm, I'm trying very hard to, Carrie. It's, it's a new <laughs> year, new me, right? All right. Resolutions are coming true. <laughs> All right. Evening, uh, Bree. Good to see you. Thanks for coming by. Hello. What's that? Oh, I was oh. responding to chat. Oh, cool. I don't know you, but hi. <laughs> Hello. Bree, and- Bree was at, uh, at our house for our, uh, our hangout night. At- oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah cool. I saw her in passing then, yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, my number nine, uh, it pained me to put this on my list. I didn't want to put it on here. The I, I, um, Because I enjoyed it, and it's probably the most fun I had in the theater in a while. Okay, well, there you go. Considering how I didn't see that very many movies in the theater this year. Um, I, I think I know what it is. I do too. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. And uh, did it the first, star uh, Ryan, the f- certain Ryan Reynolds? No, oh, God no. no. It's <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> no, it's not Ghostbusters either. It's uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Oh, okay. See, I, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, and I feel like if I did see it, it would earn a spot on my list somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm what I said too. So happy, I was but... like, ah, I, it doesn't deserve my praise either because everyone in the world, all, except for Justin, has seen this movie. <laughs> um but like it is genuine, it is one of the 10 movies i've seen yeah it, it's just genuinely a lot of fun yeah uh, unfortunately the first act and a half is terrible like the setup of this movie is stupid it's really bad until the the villains show up and yeah once, once the villain once the villains show up and tom holland's no longer the focus uh the movie really clicks into place kind of just shows me that i don't really like tom holland probably I do. I like him a lot, uh, but I, I I feel like the movie didn't really get going until the worlds started crossing. Then, right? Uh, it, it was a hell of a lot of fun, though, and um, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. Um, and same, every, same. Yeah. I tried to not put it in my top ten. I, I was rearranging <laughs> my list right up to the hour, and it just. I said. God damn it. And it ended up in number nine. So it's in my top ten. But we'll get to that. There we go. Uh, and I felt right. like I felt like the way that they handled without getting too far into it, like I felt like the way that they handled all of the all of the different characters, both hero and villain from the Oh yeah, movie. absolutely. I, I feel really, like they did a really really, well really good job. Yeah. They it's did a really good job of juggling everything. Really hard yeah. to do with that many people. Yeah, trying to be a focus of you know. Well, cons- considering how much of a shitbag Spider-Man Three was, and they had half of the people uh, that was in this movie. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, 
so anyway, uh, it's really good. Go check it out if you haven't seen it, or you know, you probably if you're listening to this, you probably have seen it already. So congratulations, you're part of the cool club. I'm not in the cool club. What's the rest of the million people that have seen it? It's a big billions club, now. It's a billion billions. Yeah. yeah. All right, All right Dave, Justin, what? you're number nine. Oh yeah. Uh, my number nine is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, it was a really fun, nostalgia-filled throwback. Um, I thought all the kids did a pretty good job. Um, it was a totally different feeling than the original because the original, all the guys were lifetime friends or at least had known each other for 20 years and had already developed a sense of camaraderie, whereas the kids were all kind of new and figuring out who they were and how they fit together. I mean, there's, um, a, there's a character named Podcast. I mean, come on. I hated it. Yeah, he was he was he was not the best character in my opinion, but um, I liked podcast. The, podcast the thr- was fine. Rehashing the Ghostbusters one storyline, you know, I don't know if it would have been better or worse if they had done something different instead of that. But it really kind of reminded me of it. Kind of reminded me of the game uh, that was intended to be the third movie. Yeah. in a lot of ways. But the game was so much better. The game was better than the movie. I'll, I'll give you that, George. But I still had a lot of fun watching this. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. I would. Um, yeah, I, I felt it, the same way. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would as well. That's why um, I thought that's I, what you were talking about. Well, and um, the, uh, the the opening the opening scene was such a great hook that yeah. like when that opening sequence was done, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm in. Let's see where this goes." Yeah, you know, um, I, I there's a lot to like in this movie. There, there's so there much is. To, there's so much to like, and it really just it upsets me so much when it shits the bed right when the fucking demon dog show up. I, I the whole the whole movie just like drives off of a fucking bridge and crashes and dies. <laughs> okay, important question for you, George. I know you you you're talking shit about it, but I'm not talking buy, shit. Where do you buy the poster? The uh, it depends what the poster looks like. Uh-huh. Yeah. He'd buy this before he'd buy the other Ghostbusters poster. <laughs> That's true. Right. You lost me on we, that one. We don't talk about that movie. <laughs> yeah, that movie's terrible. Oh, okay. I got you now. All right. Yeah. Who's next? Uh, Dave. Oh, is it me? Okay. Yeah, um, you're number nine. My, What's the my ninth second, movie you saw? My, my second least favorite of the ten movies that I saw this year. <laughs> um, Home Sweet Home Alone. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. What is, is that Home Sweet Home? Or Man, Sing home 2 must have been awful. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask what possessed you to watch it in the first place. Because I have a family with kids, and at least one of those kids is like kind of obsessed with the Home Alone movies, and oh. she really wanted she really wanted to watch it. Oh, so. Okay, I know we had a discussion about this earlier. Didn't you have a you, you get a pass because you have kids. <laughs> so okay, that I'll go ahead and and uh, and pre warn you. My entire list is family movies and Marvel movies in in essence. <laughs> uh, that's basically and and. Uh, Okay, there's there's one that bear, I don't know it probably feel, still falls in the family category, roughly. So never mind. So, all right, yeah, yeah, my whole list is going to be family and. So, uh, best best part of Home Alone, Home Sweet Home. The credits. <laughs> <laughs> but they, it had the, uh, the the chubby kid from uh, Jojo Rabbit, right? I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, so I, I didn't know who that uh, kid was. Um, I gotcha. So, um, God. we got an important question from Bree. Okay. 
Is this why people have kids so they can get away with watching awful movies that they might secretly like? Maybe some people do. I will watch those movies anyway. Um, <laughs> I do too. I, I like, have no shame. So will George I, and I. We watch I, everything. I will. Like, I watched Jingle All I, the Way twice this year. That's a did quality, you watch Jingle All the Way too? No, I, I I didn't even know it was Larry a sequel the cable until I, the line. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't there was a sequel until guy. it popped up on my uh, on the Disney Plus app. Yeah, the second one has Larry the Cable Guy as the star. Yeah, yeah. that's where I draw my line. Yeah, yikes! <laughs> line in the sand drawn. Nope. <laughs> All right, Carrie. Larry the Cable Guy, uh, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carrie, you're number nine. Yeah, you're Uh, number nine. Ending to a a series that I really enjoy. I really just like turning my brain off and watching these these films. They've been around for a long time. Uh, I'm talking about No Time to Die. Wow, man. I was very – I'm surprised you said that. I didn't think this was going to be on your list. Why? I don't know, because I think a while back I asked the interest level of everyone wanting to like rent out a theater to go see it, and I got like zero no, I was feedback from everybody. One. I wanted to see it. <laughs> like, but, I, I wanted to see the movie, but I just I, like it wasn't crucial that I saw it in the theater. Like I watched I it at home it. I didn't like, see last it like, week. Yeah, I watched it like the week of my va- first week of vacation. That's when I watched. Oh, it. I saw it in theaters. It was definitely a movie worth seeing in theaters. Yeah, uh, I imagine it didn't. It didn't make my top ten, but it's in my honorable mentions, which we can yeah, talk so about. You, well, you saw a lot more movies too. than me. I'll, I will say that. So, all right, so, uh, all right. I'll, I'll say that uh, that like I, I'm not against the idea of like doing a big group thing and running out of theater. That sounds like fun. Yeah, uh, my, absolutely. My, my thing was. Uh, one, I've only ever seen like three James Bond movies and I, I, I'm just not that into it. Um, and plus just still some like hesitancy about being out in the world. Yeah. So if I know it would be like a rented theater where like, you know, we all we can look into it, everybody and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I think it would so be fun to do. George like just that. got called out. Uh, <laughs> says awful movie club. If George is going to join seeing, seeing two is our 2022 membership requirement. I mean, I have a feeling I'm going to end up watching Sing 2 anyway. So I have a feeling you are too. <laughs> and probably multiple times. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, you should ask my wife how many times I've seen Hamilton at this point. Oh, God. <laughs> Which is not bad. I love Hamilton. I think it's one of the best stage shows I've ever seen. So did he, It's not really in my top ten, but did oh. anybody else watch Encanto? No. I did. Yep. It's, it's not it's, very good. It's, it's on your list too, Dave, isn't it? It is because it's one of the movies I saw. <laughs> I, I I I hate to admit it, but I I sort of agree with George on it. I didn't really like it that much. But the music again, wasn't very memorable, and yeah, the storyline was kind of confusing and kind of yep. didn't, didn't really go, go anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Hey, I, have I, feel an, like... I have an idea, guys. If we're gonna run out of theater, let's go see the unbearable weight of massive talent. Okay. I'm up for running out of theater for that. I'm totally down for that too. When is that coming? Uh, uh, in April, I think. Uh, okay. April twenty second. Yeah. Awesome. All I right. I feel like the. Uh, I feel like the. I, I agree. The music in Encanto was a little bit lacking and kind of directionless for most Which of it. Is there were a couple because Lin Manuel did Moana, yeah. and so yeah, I right. think that movie was great. Yeah, it's fantastic. There was just it, nothing catchy with Encanto. 
Not really. There was a couple of moments where, like, there was, I mean, there were some good turns. I mean, he, he doesn't write complete garbage, you know. So, Brian's in uh, for that Nick Cage movie. There we go. Hell Everybody yeah. should be. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a Metal Gear <laughs> uh, together. I felt, I, I felt like Encanto um, would have been served a lot better if Pixar had done it instead yeah. of Disney Animation mm, Studios. Yeah. I think it's the kind of story that Pixar does a better job of telling. Um, I liked it. Uh, Thought-provoking stories. <laughs> yeah, I liked it, and I liked kind of what it was about, and I thought there was some touching stuff in it. But I yeah. feel like if Pixar had done it, it would have been, it would have, it would have landed a lot better. Agreed. Than, uh, it would have, t- it, it would have pulled your heartstrings a little bit more. Everything about mm-hmm. it would have just been a little bit better. Yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. It's just I didn't think it was bad. I, I, I enjoyed didn't it. Like okay. it that much. Yeah. I just thought it just kind of landed a little flat. And I just saw anyway, that like three nights ago too, so <laughs> it's still fresh in my mind. I digress. Uh, so Where number eight. Number eight. Uh, my number eight is the most Wes Anderson Wes Anderson movie, French Dispatch. I have not seen this. If you like Wes Anderson movies, a uh, good chance you might enjoy this. Mm. If you don't like French or Wes Anderson Anderson movies you're not gonna like this uh I understand this is kind of divisive uh but this is like him the Wes Anderson firing on all cylinders as far as creativity goes and uh it's a lot of fun I feel it's a little long or actually I won't even say that I just think uh the movie is more of like an anthology kind of it reads like a magazine so like it's a segmented movie so there's different like uh portions of the story and uh, I just feel like one of the stories is not really enjoyable or entertaining. But the the first one and the last one are so, so good. I wish he made a whole movie with the last story. And uh, if you like Wes Anderson movies, you should check it out. All right, Justin, you're uh, number eight. You sure? Uh, number eight for me is The Deep House. Did you see that one, George? The what house? The Deep House. Oh, I never even heard of that. So it's a French horror film about a couple of scuba divers who are trying to investigate this town that's been submerged underwater for years. And they find this house that has all these weird drawings and like uh, government signs saying keep out and stuff underwater. And they go inside and the doors basically all lock them inside and there's no way to escape. And it's basically a haunted house story told underwater. Um, it has some amazing effects, some stuff that I've never seen before in a horror film and some incredibly creepy moments. Um, the ending it falls a little bit short on it, but all of the other stuff more than makes up for it, in my opinion. Um, it's one of the most original horror films I've seen in probably five years. So where, I, where did you watch it at? On Voodoo. I bought it. Oh, cool. Um, it's, it's really, really excellent. If you're looking yeah, for something different. Cool. I would recommend checking this out. Cool. All right. All right, Dave, you're, uh, you're number eight. Uh, Justin, what was the name of that movie again? It's called the deep house. D E E P house. All right. Thank you. My number eight was, uh, black widow. Um, it was not good. No, (laughs) (laughs) Florence Pugh was great. Everything else about it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> She's amazing. Uh, wasn't my 
it's in my list of movies that I saw, but it's not in my top ten. It's, I enjoyed it, it but terrible. If you saw, if you saw it's even in my top hundred, <laughs> no, it's a terrible <laughs> movie. It's bad. It's, it's a, bad. It, it is very bad. The only uh, thing good about that movie is the opening, and then that's when the movie stopped being interesting. Florence Pugh is pretty great through the whole thing, but the movie itself is shit. Mm-hmm. Haters gotta yeah. hate. Carrie, it's a bad movie. Dude. <laughs> it's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Have you all I, seen I, Eternals? We get yeah. it. You're you're a okay. Marvel fanboy. We get it. So I'll just I'll go ahead and just spoil this one. Eternals <laughs> is the next one on my list. I thought Black Widow was worse than Eternal. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Eternals comes out on Disney Plus next week, so that's when I'm finally gonna see it. <laughs> I it's, I sort of like Eternals, but it's it's a slow burn. I, it's, it's not a slow burn. I'm not it's even interested slow. to watch it. Just that's how burn. bad it is. <laughs> uh, all right, Carrie, you're number eight. My number eight is an animated movie. I believe it was made for Netflix. Um, it was The Mitchells versus the Machines. Hey, that's I've heard that's movie. really good, and uh, my family watched it and said that I would enjoy it. But I haven't. Yes, sir. It it's really fun. It's it's done by the same team that did uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. It was so there's a lot of quirkiness to it. There's a lot of really cool animation style that are it's mixed a lot into of fun. it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's more fun than it should be. I uh, that, have that in my honorable mentions. I, I didn't make my top ten, but it was really close. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, so we were on uh, eight. So my number seven movie um, is a video game movie, believe it or not. Resident and <laughs> and uh, it's probably one of my most favorite things I watched this year because it reminds me of so much of Clue. I know. What uh, uh, Clue was one of my is, is one of my favorite movies. Me too. Actually. Uh, so, uh, so Werewolves Within is the movie I'm talking about. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's have, it's sharp. It's funny. It's got uh, a lot of intro in it, and she's amazing. A lot of who? Yeah, she's funny in it. A lot of who? And uh, a lot of Vaintrub. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen her stand up comedy? She's really really funny. Like a lot. Like you probably know her as just the AT and T girl. But like she's actually yeah. like a really talented stand-up comedian. Oh yeah, you're supposed to be Squirrel Girl at one point. That's mm-hmm. right. I remember that. I've been wanting to see this movie. I just I don't. I've never. I don't know where to watch it or where to see it. I, I rented it. Uh, okay. I plan on buying it when it goes on sale. It just hasn't gone on sale yet, or okay. at least at a price that I want to buy it at. I've seen um, it for like seven bucks a few times on Vudu. It, it it will go lower. Yeah, it will. Uh, uh, but anyway, I really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. The, the fact that it's a video game blew my mind at the end of the the movie to find out that this was a video game. It's a card. Uh, it's sort of like a board game, card game thing too, like werewolves. I played mm. that a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's a mystery. It's a people in a room, like a whodunit kind of thing, yeah. and uh, it's very much my jam and my speed. Right. So uh, looking forward to all right, Justin. It actually. Your number seven. Werewolves Within would be an honorable mention for me, for sure. It's like real close to my top ten. Uh, my number seven was Nobody. Uh, I forgot about that movie. Bob Odenkirk that was, is... Uh, that was in my honorable mentions. That almost oh, I, I wanted to see that. That looked fun. It is I'm fun. It's that to my really fun. Somewhere. Bob Odenkirk um, fuck, fucking killed it, but Christopher Lloyd won that movie. Uh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what it's about, Bob Odenkirk's basically like a retired wet work specialist. And uh, he keeps getting in these situations where he has to fight for his life. And um, it's just 
two hours of him kicking ass. Let's do over, another John Wick his, movie. Over his daughter's. Uh, <laughs> who, let's do a John Wick movie. Bracelet. Right. But who can we get? How about Bob Odenkirk? That's the first Man, person I think about. Bob Odenkirk got in some crazy shape. For he that, did, right? dude. Mm-hmm. I heard him on a podcast interview right before the movie came out. I mean, he's like talking about his workout schedule. Crap, dude. More and uh, that the the bus fight scene is probably one of my favorite scenes. So that's yeah, really good. It's my second favorite bus fight scene this year. Oh wow! <laughs> I have a feeling what the other one is. Yeah, <laughs> I think I know too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, you're number seven. Oh, it was uh, Eternals. Eternals. That I mentioned. Um, oh, Eternals. It, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. It was also a bad movie. It was a movie that was more ambitious than it had any right to be. My uh, my my teenage daughter actually. We were talking about it the other day, and I was actually cracking a joke about the movie because she hated it. She said that movie should have been a Disney Plus series. I, I agree like, on that one. That actually is a really good idea. That's probably a better way for them to have handled all of that was to do it as a as a series. But they already sank like two hundred fifty million dollars into it, so. <laughs> Sank is right. Uh, it was it was a long, drawn out movie with no clear point. Um, to be fair, many... that is exactly what a Chloe Zhao movie is generally like. I've never seen any in her ever work, so I know she. It's really slow and boring from what I hear. <laughs> they are slow burn art house movies for the mm-hmm. most part. There's too many characters. Um, to try to establish, uh, there were now, okay. The movie is not like completely irredeemable. There were things about it that I did enjoy. Um, I like, I really liked Gilgamesh, um, and a couple of the other characters I I enjoyed, but like there's the, what's a plot and, um, why there were what nine, 10 main cast. There was like 10 characters. Yeah. It's too fucking many because they're like trying to establish backgrounds and all this yeah. stuff on all of these characters and also make you care about them. That's where and the that, Disney Plus series makes sense. Yeah. They could have done it better that way, I think. Um it's it's not like a completely irredeemable movie, but it's it's also not very good and it feels like it was only put in here as an excuse to introduce new cosmic concepts yep. into the MCU. It's a way to That's, introduce the celestials. And that feels like the only reason that this movie exists. is so 2021 they, was the year of Halloween Kills, man. It was just a bunch of movies that bridge stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. I watched that. I didn't, it's not on my list, though. Um, All right. Carrie, your, your number seven movie. My number seven movie is a movie we've already sort of discussed. And that was Ghostbusters Afterlife. All right. Hey, I had a really good time in the in the theater watching it. I mean, of course, there's things they could have done better. I would have done differently, but not my movie. And and they put the bug eye ghost in there. I was that, that made it yeah, for me. They did. <laughs> they put a dead eye in there, which was great at the yeah. coffee counter. Uh, you didn't see. I didn't see enough dead eyes in this movie, but uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, it was interesting that they. There's a couple parts, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, which I wasn't really enamored with. So I thought it was a little cheesy, but um, I wish they did a little bit more with uh, the sexiest man in the world, Paul Rudd. I just wish they had cast somebody else as the mom. The mom was like the thing dragging the whole movie down because she's. I don't, I don't disagree with that. She seemed out of place. 
Everybody else was great. She just kind of sucked. It took me a she long seemed, time to figure out where she was from, and she was. She from, seemed like, like she was trying to be in a different movie than the movie yeah. she was in. She's put to be. She's trying to be in a more drama movie. I know her from Fargo, which is totally different than <laughs> Ghostbusters. But yeah. yeah, it's still a fun movie. It's on digital now, right? So you can rent. Yeah, it? Okay. yeah. I think I'm gonna so. have to watch it again. I'll wait for it to come out on streaming. What, Brian? I I cannot believe that. I have not seen a single Ghostbusters movie. Not by choice or anything. I just never think about it. All right, dude. The, the first two are pretty good. So First one's excellent. Second yeah, one's pretty yeah. good. If you your, your homework, Brian, is to watch all of the movies and report back to us. All Just watch the first two. And, no, no, no. And play the, vi- and play the and, video game. And play the That's video key. game. You have to watch the Paul. video game. is a legit good sequel. It is. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. It's true. All right. Uh, my number six movie, uh, The Night House. Uh, Justin and I have talked about it before on this podcast. Uh, it's a really good movie. It's a, it's a strange movie to explain without really spoiling anything. So I want to try to like not do that. But uh, it's about this uh, woman who's uh, going through uh, – she, she just experienced some tragedy, some grief in her life. Uh, her, her husband recently passed, and it was uh, in very unforeseen circumstances to her. And the more and more she tries to uh, figure out why this happened, uh, some weird shit starts happening around her and her life. And she starts to uncover shit she probably didn't want to experience – uh, or, or know about her husband. And, uh, in the movie is, you know, like I said, about grief, it's also about tragedy, but it's also about like, do we know the people that we think we know and how do we process what we know about them and, uh, like our lives after those people are in our lives. Uh, and then there's some really cool, creepy, tense effects in this movie. I, I really dug it. It's, been in my mind and ever since i've seen it i haven't stopped th- thinking about it so the night house and that's why yeah, it's my number two movie of the year oh wow spoiler, edge, spoiler of the, alert. edge of the seat like the whole time i was watching it this movie is just full from from beginning this, to end with tension is this, this streaming somewhere now yeah you can well i'm not sure if it's streaming anywhere but you can buy it on yeah i rented it, it so. okay. i bought it's it on like uh, five bucks on amazon um like it there's no other way to describe this movie, but just like full of delicious tension. Like <laughs> it's uh it's an experience. I was fortunate enough to heard see anybody. This. I've never heard anybody describe tension as delicious before. Well, okay. So like, <laughs> like when I think of tension, there's two ways it can be. It can be enjoyable or it can be anxiety inducing. Yeah. Okay. And it's I like gotcha. when I watched uncut gems, it was anxiety inducing tension from beginning to end. This movie, it's enjoyable tension from beginning to end. Um, and that's the best way I can really describe it. Uh, I absolutely love this movie. I feel like it's you know a lesser-known masterpiece that is going to blow a lot of people's minds when they finally get around to watching it. Um, the effects are so cool. The villain was really well done. Um, like George is right, you can't really tell much about the movie without giving so much away. Uh, but he did a pretty good job of explaining the plot without doing so. So I'll just kind of leave it. I'll just kind of leave it. Like George said, and just say that if you enjoy horror, if you enjoy slow burn movies, if you like tension in your horror movies, you got to see this one. Um, I just wish that more people could have seen it on the big screen because I think it really amplifies the effect. 
Oh, absolutely. Cool. There's some really, really cool effects that I've never seen before uh, yeah. done in a horror film, and I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I loved it. All right, Dave, you're number six. Uh, the next few are all uh, kind of, like I guess like the next three all sort of run together a little bit. So um, I'll all just, right. um, I'm not sure how they actually rank up. Um, they're all kind of equal, sort of. But a, I'll B, say 6A, uh, 6B, 6C. <laughs> sure, but that's going to cover uh, 6, 5, and 4. Um, so I, I'll say uh, Luca by Pixar. Mm. Uh, oh, man, I, I really like this movie. It was pretty good. Uh, I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. it was a, this was uh, like a hair away from being in my top 10. It's like really? number 11 on my list. Yeah. I didn't like it as I, much I, as that. But. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's probably one of if not the best one of the best animated movies of the year okay i i had a good time watching it for sure i thought it yeah, was I, enjoyable and fun it was a cool concept i loved the world that they built it just it it uh come in disney world I, soon have you seen the spine of night george spine of night it sounds uh, vaguely familiar it's, it's supposed to be like a heavy metal style uh, animated film with like lots of music and stuff. It's a horror film. Um, oh, I've, I've seen, seen the trailer. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot uh, of previews for it. I haven't watched it yet. I was just curious if you had seen it. No. I've seen the previews, but I haven't seen it. It looks a lot like uh, Fire and Ice is what it looks like. Mm. Yeah. Did anyway. Do we get Justin's number six? No. Uh, my number six is Lamb. For me, oh shit! I'm sorry. I skipped over you, dude. I didn't. No, it's cool. It's fine. I was talking about Nighthouse. I was ranting. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Lamb from A24 or, or Dyrid, however you want to call it. Uh, it's a sw- Swedish film about this strange creature that's born one day in Iceland that is a lamb with humanoid features, and these people take it in and raise it as if it was a child, and. Uh, the the husband was definitely fucking those sheep, huh? Well, they they imply that in the beginning, but then never really circle back to the joke. Um, <laughs> uh, because it's it's intended to be a horror movie, you know, or at least like a, a dark fantasy movie. Um, mm-hmm. There's not a lot of humor, but there is a lot of like really strange moments. Um, it's a movie of moments, not necessarily one continuous flowing thing. And again, it's a movie that's very hard to put into words because there's so much unusual stuff that happens. Um, The ending is very climactic and and exciting and just surprising and uh, not at all what you're expecting to be. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I'm hoping it ends with them eating lamb chops. It does not. Damn it. It does not. I'll tell you that. Um, That's the ending I would have written. You will be surprised by the ending, I think. Okay. Uh, I, anyways, I loved it. You know, it's, uh, one of the better A24 movies that's come out in the past couple of years. So I recommend it pretty highly. All right. Uh, all right, Carrie, since I already did Dave, sorry, I didn't mean to skip over you again, Justin. That's fine. <laughs> We're on number six. Yeah. Yes. My number six is a documentary film. Actually. It's Road Oh, Road. wow. Yeah. Not allowed. Why not? Veto. Nope. I don't know. That's I veto your. It's never, it's, ne- it's never been done. Uh, uh, Road <laughs> That's Runner. the uh, uh, Andy Bor- the Anthony Bourdain. Anthony documentary. Bourdain. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm the a, unofficial official. Documentary. Yeah, I'm a longtime fan of him, 
uh, it was just a wonderful examination of his life and his legacy. It was just just a great film. Now that was a movie that got into some hot water because they used uh, AI to fake his voice, right, for the voiceover. That I'd never heard. Yeah, but I mean, but they I, were pulling. They, this they is the Val Kilmer movie. No, no, this, this is, is the Anthony, Anthony Bourdain. Bourdain movie. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Val is on my list, but it's it's actually not in my top ten. I enjoyed right. that documentary too. Yeah, so you, you would say Roadrunner is really good, or is it just because you're a big fan of Anthony Bourdain? Probably a little bit of both. Probably a lot because I'm a big fan. But uh, if you're interested in his show or his 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 style at all, mm-hmm. I definitely recommend watching it. All right. So uh, moving on uh, to number five. My number five movie. Uh, I I'm surprised this wasn't higher on my list, but I guess that comes goes to show you how much how many good movies there were this year. Um, it's a uh, Last Night in Soho, Edgar Wright's new film. That is you my know, uh, n- number five film. You know what my number five is? Last Night in Soho. Last Night in Soho. Hey, all right, cool. Some you, know what, you know, you know, what my number one is Last Night in Last Soho. Night in Last Soho. Night in Soho. Spoiler <laughs> again. I actually watched this movie two nights ago. Oh wow! I'm like, because I never watched it, so I rented it. I'm like, I've got to watch it. I really want to watch it. Um, yeah, it it's good. really cool. It's the, a great movie. Like Edgar Wright's really proving himself to do something that he's never done before, and this movie is like cinema with a capital C. I, I love the uh, music. Uh, the music was great. Everything, yeah. the cinematography was great. Andy Taylor Joy's rendition, the slowed down rendition of Downtown, is just yeah. haunting. It's yeah, so well really. done. Matt, uh, the only, only problem I have with this movie is the the last act of the movie kind of falls apart. Yep, I agree on that. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that I, I mean that I don't know if that's really a bad thing because this movie's so fun to watch that I just kind of forget about it. But the ending to me was that all predictable. That being said. It was a little very predictable to me, and the the main girl, the one the uh, I don't remember her the actress's name, but she was in Mackenzie Thomason. There you go. Um. Her voice was a little annoying to me in this movie. It was like a little, a little too mousy and a little too. I was like, "You got to change something here." But that's my right. complaint. That might be right, just my, me being a nitpicker. You're number five, Justin. <laughs> uh, the number five for me was "The Harder They Fall." Um, oh man, I haven't seen that yet. I've been wanting to watch either. that. Oh man, George, I'm. It would be on your top ten list for sure. Like it's it's in my it's in my watch list. I just haven't watched it yet. It would be a top ten movie for you. I almost guarantee it. It's got an all star cast of like some of the best uh, actors that are out there. It's a western, um, great story. I've heard, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Like it's it's a great drama. All the characters have really great backstories. Everything's really flushed out. Um, I if you enjoy westerns at all or action at all, you will love this movie. That's cool. All I can say. That sounds good. Uh, Dave, you're number five. Um, I'll go ahead and say Encanto for this one. <laughs> okay. We were like kinda, said that uh, these three in this group are all kind of well, somewhat interchangeable. So. They're, yeah. they're middling for you. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. And Carrie? Uh, just said it uh, last night in Soho. My number last five. night. So you have anything else that you want to add about it? No. All right. All right. So my number four, uh, I know a a lot of uh, you guys on this podcast were not a big fan of this movie. 
but I, I I couldn't help but watch it. I watched it twice right after watching it. Uh, it was, I don't know. Like I, I feel like once in so many millennia do we get, or once in a generation do we get this kind of like blockbuster at, at this scale. And uh, I can't wait for the sequel, uh, which my number four movie is Dune. I really want to see this movie. Uh, I I was so utterly impressed what Dennis Villeneuve did with Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, I was absolutely floored by that movie. And I really want to see Dune. I just haven't had a chance yet. Um, I'm, I want to see it because of his involvement with it. And I'm excited to see what he does with it. But that being said, I, I tried to read Dune and I didn't make it through. I couldn't. I, I, I didn't like I listened to an audible, which was like, had like an audio drama to it, which was a lot more entertaining for me. And that was probably the only way I could get through that first book. Um, but that being said, that's surprising how faithful this movie is to the book. And then also how much they omit and condense to make this movie more streamlined. And, and how uh, different it is from the original <laughs> film. Well, the original film, well, the original film is pretty close until they like they basically were trying to smush too much into a, a hour and 45 minutes movie. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this is apparently a topic of discussion in chat now. <laughs> yep. so, yeah, apparently. <laughs> Jeff says that Dave guy is cute. Thank yeah. you, Jeff. Um, and uh, anyway, Dune's great. I, I, I love the scale. I love the action. I think everyone is doing a phenomenal uh, performance. Uh, I even didn't even mind Jason Momoa, where I think he's <laughs> most of the time playing Aquaman. So, um, You know, this is one of the movies that I saw in the theater. A friend of mine had rented out a theater to watch it. And um, I might be in the minority here, but it's not in my, definitely not in my top ten. Um, I've just never been a big fan of the Dune series and book and anything. But I, like, gave, you're a, I, gave, I don't understand how you're a Star Wars fan and I, don't I know. enjoy Dune. They, they because Star Wars, Star Wars is full of action and there's not a lot of lulls in the first movie. Whereas Dune there's a lot is, of action in Dune. When you get to it, but there's a lot of slow parts in Dune too, especially yeah. in the beginning. Dune is so hard to access the first time. Like Getting into the first movie is tough. I, I enjoyed it. I, I think Den, uh, Denny Veneer did a great job of... Uh, making you feel vulnerable like Cal Castus does and like how he wants his father approval so much and, uh, and how he's like being groomed to be a warrior, but be a uh, Jenny Desert And uh, I, I don't know. It's just a great movie. Uh, the only time that I kind of got lost in the weeds was like, there was a little bit of uh, the political intrigue that the movie kind of gets uh, kind of, they kind of like rearrange some things that happened in the movie versus what happens in the book. So I was a little lost on where they were going, but for the most part, the movie is pretty spot on. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Justin, you're number four. Uh, my number four is Pig. Nice. Nick, uh, you know, it's a it's a heartfelt story of loss and uh, Nicholas Cage's struggles against the world. And uh, yeah, but it's so much more than that. Though. It's so much more than that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, hard it's so to, much more than that. I picked a lot of movies that are hard to put into words, which probably isn't the best thing for a podcast. But um, 
Pig is fantastic, and you should see it. That's really all I, I can I say. I never finished this movie. I, I need to. I, I've got like maybe an hour or so into it. I just never completed it. This movie is like a uh, like it, it, it's uh, usurps your expectations of what a revenge movie should be about, and instead of like Liam Neeson coming to kill you because he stole his pig, Nicolas Cage and comes and cooks you dinner and tells you it's okay. And it's so full of empathy, but it's also filled with like passion. And like, if you love something so much, you will go to the ends of the earth to, to fight for it. And uh, they made such a cool underground world of the Seattle uh, cooking scene. And uh, it's such a great movie. I think this is the best thing Nicolas Cage has done in decades. And um I, I cried when I watched this movie. Uh, it, it was easily one of my favorite movies of the year. I agree. Did you eat bacon while you were watching it? No, I didn't. You but <laughs> All right, Dave, what's your uh, your number four movie? <laughs> oh, um, the last of my middling trio. Uh, <laughs> Raya and the Last Dragon was pretty fun. Yeah. I, I, I like this movie. I, I thought it was a lot yeah. of fun. The action in it is really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed out of, it. Out of the Disney films that came out this year, that's probably th- my favorite of them. Yeah. Uh, I just completely forgot that it came out this year, so I didn't even put it in my, my list. <laughs> it, it's would, sitting at would, my number would it, 11. Would it have made your list, though? Uh, it probably would have made it toward the bottom close to where I have uh, the Mitchells and the Machines. Okay. What's, what's crazy is I've seen over 100 movies this year, and I don't think I've seen a single one on Dave's list. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me either. Wow. All right. Carrie, what's your number four? Uh, this is something I just watched this past weekend, too. Um, it's a very, very satirical movie, and I, I really thought it was great. Uh, Don't Look Up from Adam McKay. I, I like that a lot. You hear a lot of good things about that. It's real. It, I mean, it, it's super like on the nose satirical. <laughs> and if you like that, you're going to dig this movie. I think everybody in this movie was great. Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> was great in this movie. He's playing a, a different version of it. I've never seen him before. Um, even like Timothy Chalamet's character, everybody was really great in this movie. And I love the ending. I really loved the ending. Uh, so and a little, and, little truth time. <laughs> yeah. I I, uh, I I think this movie solidified that I don't like Adam McKay as a director. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I, he's just kind of low uh, low hanging fruit director as far as like comedy goes, and oh, like, it's total the, it's totally low hanging fruit. This whole movie's low hanging fruit, but it's intended to be. Yeah, it, I understand. It totally but the problem the problem I had with this one is the exact same problem I have with Joker, and it's just it doesn't have anything to say. It's all surface candy. Joker was um, a piece of shit. I hated Joker with every fiber of my being. It was a garbage film, but this is actually fun and on the nose, and I and it's perfect oh, for where we are as a society right now. It's the new idiocracy. That, this is amazing. Yeah, it's the best. I, I, the new I, I agree with you. Right. I agree with you. It's a good satire, but it doesn't really get good until an hour into the movie for me. And that that's like I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it, and it took me a whole hour to. I don't know to I to get with the groove of this whatever this movie was playing. Okay. So that that's just my my uh, my my piece here, and I just think that Adam McKay is not as artful as he thinks he is. He thinks he's like the next Stanley Kubrick, 
and he's nowhere near it. I, 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 I didn't I, come across in this movie. This movie was like either. was like very like I know exactly the kind of movie I'm making, and it's to piss off the people that I'm representing in this film. Yep. And that's that's what he did. I mean, it was extremely low hanging fruit. All you had to do was change some of the plot lines to what's going on currently in our world and the real world. And people would have fucking hated this movie, yelled at it. But no, 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 I totally agree. I, I think it's like I said, it's all very surface level. So that, that's why uh, it was very hard for me to get on board at first. But like, I think once we get, uh, once he starts becoming uh, Leo's character becomes a celebrity, then I started kind of like, okay, I see, I could see where the fun is in this movie. But and, in the first half man, of it, I wasn't enjoying it. Jonah Hill in this movie. Jonah Hill was great. So funny. So yeah. funny. Did you stay till the very, very end after the credits? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stay to the end. Like I did like the movie. ending, though. I thought the ending, I was so glad that they stuck to their guns. Yeah. Me too. Um, uh, all right. So we just did number three, right? That was, that was number, number four. four. Oh, number four. Oh, so my number three movie is uh, what Justin said earlier. My number three is Pig. I, I uh, there's not enough that can be said about this movie, and it's sad because I don't think a lot of people are going to watch it, or they're going to watch it and expect one movie and get something else. Um, try to keep an open mind when you do watch this movie. It's a great. Uh, I wish that this movie is going to get some like Oscar nods, but I don't think it will. But it would be it, great if it did. It might. I mean, there's not that many contenders this year. Yeah. So it's true. Uh, so that's my number three. Uh, Justin, what's yours? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure none of you watched this, but Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, Thrice Upon a Time. Um, I've been... That's, that's can't too much say I watched that one. Well, <laughs> I've, I've enjoyed certain anime since I was a kid, you know, and Evangelion's been something that's been in my life since I was a teenager. And when they remastered and rewrote the entire story and released it as four movies, um, each movie got progressively better. And I was really waiting for the last one, and it, I've, I've been anticipating it for almost 10 years, and it finally came out, and it absolutely destroyed me. And I mean, like, wrecked me for two weeks. Like, I could not stop thinking about it. I cried during the movie, just like George did during Pig. Like, it was devastating to me in so many ways. And, like, I loved the ending. I thought it was perfect. I thought it was a perfect summation of everything they'd created. Um, just a, an incredible ending to the whole thing. And... Uh, I was so passionately involved in this film. Um, I know anime gets a bad rap. It isn't something that everybody loves, but holy shit, I wish other people could experience this. So all of Justin's joy and emotions in the world are wrapped up in anime. What fucking weeb this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your excitement for this movie makes me want to keep watching it, but I remember watching the first movie thinking, God, these guys just are so depressed. Well, the first movie is a retelling of the original series, and it is. It's 20, 26 episodes of Shinji being a whiny bitch, and it's not that fun to watch, but then the second movie <laughs> is where it really becomes fantastic, and the third movie oh, gets gotcha. even better. Um, gotcha. So, I, I mean, if you can get through the first one, all the good stuff comes right afterwards. And it's not even like the first one's terrible. It's just... They complain so much. The, the the whininess is there in the first one because it was representative of the original series. So Gotcha. All right, Dave, you're, uh, you're number three. Uh, Shang-Chi uh, and the Legend nice. of the Ten Rings. I really um, like this movie, too. Me, too. Yeah. 
It was uh, it good. was the best. It was the second best Marvel movie that came out this year. Um, <laughs> I did see and, one of uh, Dave's movies. There you go. <laughs> I, I I liked it a lot. I thought the uh, the the martial arts fight sequences were generally a lot of fun to watch. Uh, That's what were, you get for hiring the Jackie Chan stunt team. Well, there was some really good stunt work in it. Uh, yeah. They not all of the sequences were of equal quality, but there were some really fun fight sequences and choreography in there. The the bus fight at the beginning was uh-huh. uh, was a lot of fun. My favorite the, fight, uh, bus fight scene this year. And, I, <laughs> and uh, the um, the fight on the scaffolding outside the uh, yeah. the skyscraper building oh, yeah, that was really good. that was pretty cool too. I liked that a lot. Yeah, I liked that. It was pretty cool. I like the I movie. How, I liked how it was very like it, it was all encompassing for uh, uh, like Chinese fairy tale and then Chinese Hong Kong action movies and right. It was just really cool how they mixed in so many elements while still trying mm-hmm. to be serving Marvel to an American movie. audience. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it was a love letter to those movies while at the same time being a Marvel movie. That's yeah. what they do. Yeah, the, the and ending, I, I felt I felt like because yeah. it was a Marvel movie, it got a little top heavy at the end. Yeah, and, I agree on uh, that one. Um, I I enjoyed the dragon stuff at the end. It reminded me I of like- other. I liked it too. I just felt like there was so much that there were so many different stories they were trying to wrap up in that final fight sequence that I feel like mm-hmm. it kind of lost momentum and lost some sure. of the impact impact. That's really it. I, I liked the, the dragon. I liked all the stuff that was going on. I just felt like the way that it was paced and depicted that it, it, it could have been stronger. At yeah. the end. Plus but, you get, but, you get Ben Kingsley, Ben Kingsley back to what Ben Kingsley does best. He right. was, hysterical i loved that they brought him back the way that they did and the way that they like uh i don't know the way that they dealt with that whole like the whole mandarin thing and they did kind of uh, redeem him which was cool they did yeah it was yeah. fun that great what what moment in the <laughs> that a marvel movie should have you know mm-hmm. all right carrie right. you're uh you're number three We've already uh, discussed it a little bit. Um, I'm not a big fan of DC movies that much, but I'm a big fan of James Gunn. And I put The Suicide Squad in my number three. I had a lot of fun just watching that movie. Yeah, it's great. It's a fun right? movie. Polka Dot Man is the best <laughs> right? non-superhero superhero, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Arm, there's Arm Fall Off Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Phantom, uh, what was that guy? The Phantom Limb guy? No, Phantom uh, Limbs from Venture Brothers. <laughs> oh no, no! What he was that? Was that the guy whose arms could fly away? Yeah, det- detachable arm man or detachable arm man. There you yeah. go. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed watching that movie so much so that I'm glad it's back on uh, HBO Max so I can watch it again. You excited for the uh, Peacemaker standalone film? I, uh, well, it's a TV the show. Series? So, yeah. Oh, it's a yeah, series. I, mean, I thought it was a film. It comes out next yeah. week, I believe, right? Yeah, it's it soon. comes out really soon. Yeah. Yeah. this month. The trailers look awesome. Like, yeah. it, they look ridiculously stupid and fun all at the same time. I agree with Catherine, your wife. I, I liked Aquafina and Shang-Chi a lot. She's great. Yeah, she was good. I, like, I think she's really funny. Have you ever watched her TV series on Comedy Central? It's a lot of fun. All right, so moving on That's to right. number two. Yeah. She was in Raya in the Last Dragon, she, too. She was also in Raya in the Last Dragon, yep. She was the dragon. The dragon. She was the dragon. She can't get away the from t- the dragon movies this year. The titular Last Dragon. 
That's right. Uh, all right. So moving on to the last two guys. Yep. Uh, my number two film was the the one of the largest box office bombs of the year. Oh, Be- believe it or not, Wasn't nobody went. To, nobody went to go see this movie, and it makes me sad because it's a great, great film. Uh, my number two movie is The Last Duel. Oh. With uh, Ridley Scott's new hmm. movie, I had a feeling that's what it was. I watched it was last it? week. I enjoyed the fuck out of this movie. It was <laughs> so good. I want to see it. Ad- Adam Driver and Matt Damon are so good, being the most terrible men on the earth. Ben oh, Affleck man. is awesome. Ben Affleck steals ben the Affleck. movie. He's, didn't they, he's, didn't they he's just so flippant about everything, and like just he's, seeing him and Matt Damon together again. He's just was play, awesome. He pl- he plays like a Hollywood cuck boy in the medieval times. Mm-hmm. It's great. <laughs> didn't and, Ben Affleck uh, and Matt Damon write it? everything? <laughs> What's that? Didn't Ben Affleck and Matt Damon write the movie? Yeah, them and uh, and another lady. I don't remember the other lady's name. Okay. Um, but the the girl from Killing Eve. Uh, she plays the wife in this movie and man, her story is so heart wrenching and it just made me like rethink like how hard it must've been for women during that time, how hard it is for women now and then. And I really love the, the Rashomon style of the story of getting the different perspectives and (laughs) fucking, uh, I like, I like Catherine's comment. That's that's accurate. Remember how much it sucked to be a woman for most of history. (laughs) It's very true. (laughs) It's, it's terrible. Cause I, I just felt for that woman so bad because she was in a lose, lose situation. She's like, I, it's either I die because I told this man that he raped me or I, I live and I have to live with this asshole who's Matt Damon. Well, for the uh, for the people that haven't seen the movie, it, it's broken up into three parts and it's all the same story in all three parts. Just one of them's from Matt Damon's perspective. One of them's from Adam Driver's really? perspective. And the third part is from the woman's perspective and the characters and how they see themselves and how the other characters see them. Their interpretations of the events are so drastically different. Which is what makes the movie interesting. Yeah, um, it's very, very interesting. I have, I have everyone's perceptions that. of each other and what they're what's being said and how it how it's perceived. Each version of the story is so different, and it those subtle changes changes the whole view from each character's perspective, and it's so good. Uh, Ridley Scott did a great job. I thought Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and I unfortunately can't remember the other lady's name right now who wrote it, but I thought they wrote a great movie. Ridley Scott could still direct a fucking war epic go fucking mm-hmm. figure the guy the who Gorin, made gladiator gore and stuff was fantastic i mean some of those yeah. death scenes were amazing okay i need um, to watch this movie i've been wanting it, to it's de- like it's so, it's very high up on my list it's not it's a top fucking, 10 for me it, but it's like super close i was it's curious fucking, it's, a, to see, it's a brutal uh, movie i was curious about ridley scott doing another like period epic thing and i was like that might be fun i might want to see that I mean, However, look, he, I didn't he, he knocked it out of the park with gladiator he also, uh-huh. also knocked it out of the park with kingdom of heaven so and he, you know, the guy is like eighty years old. He still hasn't missed a step. Well, I I was really kind of excited to see this uh, until you told me that Ben Affleck was in it, and that's always a hard sell. For me. <laughs> he's not a main character. <laughs> he's not a main character. He's like in it for like five minutes. <laughs> he plays the biggest part in Adam Driver's story because you see some background stuff about those two characters being friendly with each other, and it's weird because okay. they have like sex parties together and stuff, which is very bizarre. Uh, but it's mostly just like laughing at how stupid Ben Affleck is because he literally is walking around medieval that, times with like that frosted I can get tips. <laughs> I can get behind that. Yeah, he, he is pretty much playing a Hollywood cuck boy in medieval times. 
That's a very uh, accurate description. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I really like it. Um, and also, like, the last duel, the titular last duel is fucking, like, hardcore, epically awesome. Yeah, it's really it's good. Okay, I'm going to watch this movie this weekend for sure. Uh, all right, so that was my number two. Uh, Justin, you're number two. Uh, my number two is a Nighthouse. Delicious nice. tension. It's good. <laughs> Delicious Maybe tension. slap that on the, the back of the Blu-ray case. That needs to be on the cover, Delicious man. Delicious tension. That's <laughs> Justin Corbett, Metal Geeks <laughs> That That goes on the uh, front cover of the DVD. That's right. <laughs> on the VHS cover. That's right. I can't really think of any other way to describe it. No, it's no, it's good. I love it. I, uh, I, all right, Dave. That should be two. the name of a podcast, right there. Delicious tension. <laughs> uh, Just we already reviewed discussed. tension movies. <laughs> uh, we discussed my number two uh, already, um, so I don't have a whole lot more to say about it. But it was Ghostbusters Afterlife. Nice. Liked it a lot. Not a perfect That's movie, but I felt like it had a lot of heart and uh, was a lot of fun. A lot of fun to watch, and I felt like the handling of. Harold Ramis and his legacy was pretty tastefully done. Yeah. So. All right. At least, I, at least I didn't make him speak. That was a hey. good call. That yeah. was a good decision. I just thought it was weird how long he was on the screen for. I that found that a little strange too, but I felt like it was overall handled very tastefully. And then also, like, why didn't he get sucked up by the other ghost? Anyway, we'll, we'll not, talk about that. Off. We'll, we'll talk about it another time. Uh, Carrie, your number two. My number two is another Marvel movie. Uh, something I've seen actually twice. The movie Justin has not seen yet. Spider-Man: No Way Home. Nice. I seems reasonable. Did not very be spoiler about anything. Um, it was a an awesome Spider-Man movie. Uh, they they handled everything. It's the best Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. It really is, and. I don't know how much Justin and you know about it, but I know Charlie Cox is in it. I know that Ooh. other Spider-Men make an appearance. I know there's a lot of villains. Okay, so you know a lot. <laughs> you I know, know it's a, a better movie. I know it's a better know- movie than Venom Two. <laughs> no, no, but here's the thing, Justin. Knowing about the appearances and seeing yeah. them are two are two drastic yeah. things. I, I yeah. movie. See, see, here's the thing. I want to see this movie really badly, and we tried to book tickets like six or seven times. But every single time we book tickets, by the time the showtime arrives, the theater is full. Like it's um, yeah. it's it's been out for almost a month now, and I still can't find a theater time that works for us that does not have like seventy five percent filled. What it's like the third most highest selling movie of all time. I, I understand like that. that. I want to see it, but yeah. I'm not going to risk our health to go and see it. And <laughs> no, see no, it you should. You shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't so do that at all. I'm waiting for a, a theater time that I can go where I can. I gotcha. You know, have a, a thin theater at least, not a lot of people. So, yeah, you know, I, we were fortunate to now, catch or? it right before the uh, big Omi- Omnicron wave. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I like Christian's comment. That's an accurate description of Venom 2. Oh my God, that well, movie sucks so bad. You have to read this now. Unfortunately, now Spider Man reverts back to Sony. There's so many places it could go now, but you know Sony will try and cross over Spider Man and Venom. As bad as the first Venom movie was, the second one was like being picked on in the third grade while visiting an abortion clinic in Iceland, and that is still a better time than seeing Venom 2. I, I don't understand what that means. It that, doesn't matter. That, it comes off of a very specific, Chris. Venom, Venom 2 was just <laughs> awful. 
in every way possible. Carnage looked cool on screen, but like I could have yeah. just opened up some animated gifts of Carnage. So I didn't you're have gonna two hate two hours of the movie. <laughs> you're gonna hate one of the ending credit scenes in Spider Man. That's all I gotta say. That's spoiler alert. Jeez. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. All right, Carrie, you're you're number two. Uh, that, I just said it, Spider Man. Oh, you just said Spider Man. Okay, cool. Yep. Spider Man. Spider Man. All right. So we're at the top of the top movie list, guys. It only took us an hour and forty minutes to get here. Um, hour. And I know 20. none. Of, I I know none of you guys uh, are going to see this movie, and I know none of you will have seen this movie. Uh, but this movie holds a uh, very special place in my heart. Um, it is a musical. Um, oh, no. And, uh, oh, no. And, and it is... Uh, it, it Directed by one of your favorite directors? No, I haven't seen that yet. I, I, want, oh, okay. I want to see that. Um, this is on Netflix. It's uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. It's my number one movie. Oh, okay. And... Uh, it's hard to explain wh- how and why this movie means so much to me. But if you know me personally and you were to see it, I think you would understand it really quickly. It's um, about the guy who created the, uh, the show rent, right? Yes. It's about his life, uh, while he's creating another show called tick, tick, boom. See the, the, the book and the, the framing device for this movie is that you are watching his, uh, stage show, tick, tick, boom, which is about his life creating another show. And uh, this is a directorial debut by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, he directed it too? Yeah, he directed that. it. And uh, it's a really good movie. Uh, I choke up just thinking about it sometimes. Um, I, I, uh, I've seen it twice now, and I really enjoy it. I don't think that all the music is great, but there's a lot of good songs in it. And Does I can understand. Thing? Yes, he does. Uh, which is funny enough, I read somewhere that they casted him without knowing he could sing, and they were surprised to learn that he could sing. Okay. And uh, this is that's really my, cool. That's on my watch list, actually. Uh, there's some really cool sequences. It's very Broadway, and it's very uh, paying homage to you know stage musical theater. So if that's not your bag, this is not going to be for you, and I totally get it. But for me. Uh, it hit me all in the right spots and I keep constantly thinking about it. And, uh, it's a lot, it's a lot of fun. And Netflix finally got a winner. What can I say? Oscar contender. I I think it could be honestly, but I don't think it will win, but it could be. Okay. All right, Justin, you're number one. Uh, last night in Soho. Nice. It's it's great. Oh, that's right. That's right. You said that. I forgot. Great movie. All right, Dave. Glad I finally got to see it. Dave, you're number one. <laughs> uh, we've already discussed it several times. Spider-Man: uh, No Way Home. I uh, huh. it was uh, the best Marvel movie this year, and uh, <laughs> some of the most fun that I've had. It's really good Spider-Man movie. I, yeah. I guess the only other thing that we haven't really talked about uh, about it because we've mentioned it several times is the the kind of like uh, wholesome chemistry between the Peter Parkers was. I liked that. It's, it it's nice. amazing. It, re- it, it really <laughs> I love is. You, I love your choice of word of chemistry there. Like, uh, they, they do some chemistry. They nerd out pretty hard. And yeah. uh, I, I think this movie affirms that it affirms that I love the character Spider-Man very much. And 
and uh, seeing them all together and praising each other and being yeah. there for each other. It's really the, where the movie sings the most. And it I, does. I, I don't want to say too much because Justin hasn't seen it. And I feel like we're kind of like, you know, spoiling it for him here. I'm okay. Yeah. But, I don't think we haven't said anything that he doesn't know. All, my, my back is hurting and I need my back to be cracked. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, uh, it, it's a lot of fun, Justin. I, I, when you, when you see it, I would love to talk to you about it. Yep. So. Yeah, definitely. We'll do We'll talk about it on the show after you see it for sure. All right, Carrie, finish us off with number one. My number one is something we've already talked about too. It's another Marvel movie. It's Chong chi Really? Really? Yeah, that really? That is your number one movie over Spider-Man. Yep. I, wow. That's I impressive. I, I didn't see that coming. I, you know, it was just a lot of fun. I mean, I, I like old, uh, you know, Jackie Chan movies and those style. And I wasn't expecting to like this movie as much when I saw it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, Simu Liu did a phenomenal job. Uh, I can't wait to see where they bring him further into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is a character that nobody really knew about, doesn't really care about that much. And they made him one of the one of the biggest movies of the year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. During a pandemic year on top of that too. Exactly. Which is, it's saying a lot. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, I uh, I really liked it. I was I was impressed at how much I liked it. I didn't get to watch it till it came out on Disney Plus. And uh, there are some scenes I just had to rewatch again because it was just mm-hmm. so good. So uh, it was it, a lot of fun. There was a lot of action. The the comedy was great. Uh, the the chemistry between the characters. It was a good was repre- It was a good representation of the character coming from the comics too. Yeah, like I I really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't think it was better than anything else I put on my top ten list, but it was probably in my top twenty five. Yeah, uh, it was in my uh, like right in number twelve, right underneath Luca for me. I have a couple of uh, honorable mentions I just want to mention real quick. We're not going to talk about them. Uh, Quiet Place Part 2, which I really liked. It was okay. Really? Being in the Ricardos. We just watched I, I that last week. I thought it was week. kind of boring. <laughs> Did y'all, being the Ricardos, so, have you seen that yet? I haven't watched, watched it yet. I, I want to see it. I was raised on a steady diet of I Love Lucy. Yeah. And so I, I am a little bit curious about this movie. The casting seems a little bit weird to me. Yeah, it is I a agree. little bit weird. Uh, but it's good though. If you like Aaron Sorkin, just know it is very word heavy, and they they do play around with something I don't like in movies of different times. You just, so you're sort of confused sometimes of what's going on here, what's going on there. But uh, well, that's Aaron Sorkin for you. <laughs> well, yeah, no, totally. It's once you watch it, you're gonna think it's really perfectly cast. It's See, really I like I like Aaron Sorkin as a writer, but I don't think he's a very good director, and uh, I think that's where a lot of his material gets fucked up. Because uh, I liked his Jobs movie that he did with Danny Boyle, and I yeah. only think the reason that movie worked uh, is because Danny Boyle directed it. And then he made that Trial of Chicago Seven, and that mm-hmm. movie didn't work for me at all. Oh, I like that movie. So, but there you so, go. I must, but, I must be a fan of his directing too. Didn't there know. you go. Uh, a couple other ones. I, I, we mentioned Val a little bit. That was that was good. It's just really, really sad. Good, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's amazing to think that he had that footage for so many years, and mm-hmm. you know, it's a cool movie. Get it out. It's, yeah. it, you know, it's just really cool that he recorded so much of it, and they were able to make that movie. Yeah, uh, I have one honorable mention, but although it's technically three movies, sure, um, it's the Fear Street movies that came out on Netflix. Yeah, they were so fun. They were a lot of fun. (laughs) 
The best one was the first one, mm-hmm. and my god, the fucking bread slicer scene is probably yeah. still oh, to this oh, day the most you, vicious you thing I've ever seen. There's a death scene in the first movie where someone gets killed by a bread slicer, and it's fucking, it's vicious. They didn't pull punches, I, I'll agree with you on that, but it's not, it's not like the worst thing I've ever seen or anything. <laughs> So nobody's I, seen. I, it, um, in comparison of the rest of the movie, it felt very, very vicious to me. Nobody's yeah. seen uh, the Kingsman yet, right? Not yet. No, I want to though. I do too. I haven't um, seen any of those. Oh really? They're pretty yeah, fun. I like the, first, the Kingsman movie. I, yeah. The first yeah, one's y'all, pretty y'all good. keep speaking. Y'all keep speaking highly of them, and uh, I need this new the one. Second looks one's like kind of. The, the, the second one's not the as great. The action in the second one's great. The story is kind of yeah. meh. Agree. Okay. Uh, and, and funny, nobody mentioned the Matrix Resurrections because it's. I haven't seen it. Did you watch it? So I did watch it. Look, there's a lot to like about the Matrix Resurrection movie. I think the problem, and it's hard to say because it's such a divisive movie. There's so many people who hate it, so many people who love it, and I'm it's weird from. It's weird for me to be in the middle too because there's a lot about this movie I really liked. Um, I just don't think the movie should have like try to have his cake and eat it too. And then on top of that, be an, uh, be a matrix movie with action and have terrible action in it. I just don't understand that. The action was that. not good. The, wh- why do they go away from the green color palette? Um, well, that, of- that, that I don't mind because it's a new movie, new matrix. I know. Uh, so that's totally fine. I, I, and did I think really all the like, actors are great. I did really like the, the, the main villain in the movie. I thought that was... I did not see that coming. I just wish the movie would have just been... Uh, I, it's that turning point where they decide like it becomes a heist movie and they have to save Trinity. That's when I started going, oh, this movie's not very good. Yeah. Um, but all the, all the stuff before that, I was so in for it. And I loved the, the divisive headiness that it had and the meta commentary about itself and the movie industry and executives. The, and they were the part they were where making... they talked about the video game. They're like, yeah, we're going to Warner brothers. They call out Warner brothers. Warner brothers are going to make the game with, with you or without you. Yeah. I was like, Oh, exactly. well, that's talking about the movie right there. Absolutely. And I, I think, uh, Lana Wachowski, she had a lot to say mm-hmm. about the process of being a filmmaker and what it's like working with the studio and so, you can really feel yeah. that in the beginning of the movie, but somewhere in the middle, she was like, "Eh, let's just have fun." So nobody mentioned Space Jam Two. <laughs> it, it was one of the worst movies of the year. God, we Space watched... Jam Two. I mean, I forgot that came out. They were they were showing that on the cruise one day during the afternoon. Like it was like raining out. Like and we were just we just sat down and we were watching it. It was it's interesting to see how much Warner Brothers shit they could throw into a movie, but. There is no reason for that movie to be. What, what do they call that? The the Warner Brother verse, the, the server verse, or something like that. Server verse. Because they get pulled yeah. into a computer, and uh, yeah, okay. I want to. I don't want to waste time talking. Don, about it. What was Don Cheadle was uh, trying to get more Instagram likes or some shit like that. He was a algorithm called Algorithm. Algorithm. That's right. All right. So there you go. Top let's, movies let, of 2021. We spent a everybody. lot of time on movies. Uh, I do want to talk about TV, but we're going to go through it quickly. So I think what we're going to do, we're going to each person is going to do their top, and then we'll we'll go from there. So, All right. Who wants to go first? 
we just keep going uh, the same, same way we've been going. Okay, George, George go. let's go first. You want me to talk about my top TV shows of the year? That's that. You just want me to r- just run through them? Just or? run through them. We can talk okay. about them afterwards. Uh, so I will start from the bottom and work my way up. Okay. Yeah. That helps. All right. Yes. All right. So, uh, yeah. So uh, HBO's uh, Made for Love. Uh, it's a really funny. Uh, this what woman is, is this? number ten, I think. Okay. Hold on. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Well, okay, it's eleven. I'm sorry, it's not ten. It's eleven. Yeah, number eleven. I forgive you this time. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's a sci-fi black comedy about a woman who gets kidnapped. By this guy who's a tech guru, kind of like, uh, you know, Elon Musk type dude. And he has her trapped in this, uh, like, mirror oh, virtual reality home. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing trailers for this. And uh, it's really good. Uh, Ray Romano's in it. It's really funny. Uh, yeah. And I enjoyed it. It's pretty good. Yeah, it had that chick. Fun. I had that chick from Palm Springs in it. Hmm. Oh, I think oh, no. I, was she in, was she in Palm Springs? I don't remember now. Christine I thought she was in Palm Springs. I don't remember. Kristen? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, next uh, Netflix's Sweet Tooth. Uh, I was never really like super crazy about the comic book uh, because of how depressing it was. Uh, but Jeff Lemire is a great writer, and I love the stories that he tells. Uh, and they somehow made Sweet Tooth into a Amblin esque. Uh, post-apocalyptic TV show, and I loved it, and it's really great. It was fun. I liked it a lot. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, like, I, I once I started watching, I couldn't stop watching. That's how much I liked it. Um, next, uh, Apple Plus's For All Mankind Season 2. Man, that show is so good. Yes. Uh, easily the best, sci- one of the best sci-fi shows that nobody's watching because it's on Apple TV Plus. But it is so, so good. Uh, everyone in that show is good. Joel Kinnaman proves that he's a decent actor. I always thought he was a terrible actor until I watched the show. And uh, you know, what was it's weird? great. It's a After, great alternate history. For all mankind is is uh, on my top ten list for sure. It was weird watching the Suicide Squad with him in it again. After watching For All Mankind, I'm like, because <laughs> you know, you you watch somebody as an actor and it's something that you really like. You sort of only see them in your mind from that character, you know what I mean? Even sure, though you've yeah. seen him in other shows. So that's what I when I was watching Suicide Squad, I'm like, it's so weird to see him in here. But yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one is uh, HBO's White Lotus, and this is a. Uh, I saw dark, one episode of that, and I was. It's lost. a dark, dark comedy about uh, the people who serve you at fancy rich uh, hotels in Hawaii. At least that's what the first season's about. And uh, it's about the interconnecting lives of, like, these uh, super rich, mean people and the uh, subversive people who serve them and how their lives intermingle. And it's very funny and it's kind of sad at times, but it's really good. Um, Steve Zahn's in that, right? Yes, Steve Zahn is in it. He's great. Also, the lady from uh, Friday Night Lights is in it. And... uh, Lost to me. There's there. a couple. Uh, there's a couple of other people in there who's been in a few other things. I can't remember. Okay. Uh, next is uh, something I was surprised I was going to enjoy, but it is stupid how good it is. Um, Netflix's Arcane, the League of Shadows 
video game TV series. That's based really? on really. Really? <laughs> I've heard yeah. that from a lot of people. Uh, it is. Is it? It's called League of Shadows, right? Am I? Am, League, am of, I League, League of Legends. League of Legends. League of Legends. Sorry. Yeah. League of Shadows is game. a Batman thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the animation in there is probably some of the best animation I've seen in a TV show, bar none, since probably Into the Spider Verse. Um. The only thing that this show has going against it is the terrible music in the show. They're, they keep playing uh, some crappy pop band that I can't remember the name of right now. Imagine Dragons. There you go. Oh, God. For what, yeah. So for whatever reason, <laughs> Imagine Dragons has worked with uh, League of Legends for a really long time, I guess. So okay. That makes sense. They were on the Game Awards last month. They did a song from that. I was like, why yeah. are they there? So if you can get past the crappy uh, Imagine Dragons, the show is really good. I don't know if I can. <laughs> yeah, I was going to have trouble getting past the idea that it was a League of Legends TV show. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that was, was going to be that's the what's got me, me from watching it. <laughs> so I've never played a game. I don't know anything about League of Legends, and I think that was to my benefit. Uh, the show is really good. It has really good character development, really good world. I really enjoy the steampunk world that they kind of provide for you to kind of hang out in and the characters and the action and the animation is just, like I said, bar none. Some of the stuff, I, best stuff I've ever seen. Uh, next up will be Disney Plus's Loki, the second best uh, Disney Plus show this year. Uh, there's not a lot I can say except they basically Marvel made a Doctor Who show on a Marvel budget. That's all I can really say. I agree. Uh, on it's, one. Yeah, it's, it's really it's a lot of so fun. It, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Tom Hiddleston is having the time of his life with uh, fucking Woe guy. What's his name? Owen Come Wilson. On. Owen Wilson. Oh, Thank oh, you. Wow. Wow guy. Wow. Wow. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of fun, and it also like actually has some ramifications and means mm-hmm. has a mean stuff to the late larger part of the MCU, which I, I enjoyed. Uh, next up will be uh, Disney Plus's Hawkeye, the best Disney Plus yep. show, Marvel Disney Plus show that's been produced. It single handedly reminds me of a Shane Black uh, Christmas action movie. While also being uh, re- a redemption story for Hawkeye, who I never cared about. And if you like Florence Pugh, if you like Florence Pugh in uh, Black Widow, you're really gonna like her in Hawkeye. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, she, I wasn't she, ready she to hop on board. I wasn't ready to hop on board the show because I do not care about Christian Renner and his Hawkeye. I I don't care at all. But Jeremy my understanding Renner. is that Jeremy this Renner. show, oh. Christian Renner's our friend in the chat. That's why I said that because I'm looking at his name right there. Sorry about that, Jeremy Renner. As I, don't, I don't think I, no relation, so we're good. Yeah, um, no relation. But I, uh, yeah, Jeremy, I, just, I never liked this show. This show reminded me how good of an actor Jeremy Renner can be. I agree. It, it, it redeems okay. the character. Of it's some Hawkeye, of the best performance we've seen from him in a long, agreed. long time. It, my I also least favorite kind character. Of have a, I also still have kind of a chip on my shoulder about Jeremy Renner for the way that he behaved when he came to Houston and uh, no, yeah, was. Do you remember? I don't. You remember that? I remember that. 
yeah, that was. I, I, I don't. So maybe you have to drop this, the dirt on we'll, this. I don't we'll know talk what about happened. it offline. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, and also, I really like the the girl who plays Kate. Kate yeah, she's uh, fantastic. Ha- ha- Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld. Who, Steinfeld, who's no also in our. Yeah, she's also in Arcane. By the way, she plays oh, one of she? the characters. Yeah. Apparently, she's a All singer right. too, which I had no idea. And oh wow, she was in that True Grit movie. Of the first appearance. Uh, so moving on to my next few, I only got four more. Uh, uh, Netflix's Midnight Mass. Uh, Midnight Mass has just been so so good, and I, I know Justin is sighing because he mentioned how much he didn't like it. But I think this is probably I one didn't of the like best it. Things. It just it suffered from the same thing that all of his stuff seems to is that it's like. It's great in the beginning, and then it falls apart. I, I'm only I, I'm one episode away from finishing it. So to be fair, I have it, and you're putting it in your top ten. That makes no I, sense. I, that makes I, no I, sense. I enjoyed the ride, Justin. The ride oh of God. where the ride that the show has taken me on. I enjoyed the living shit. You out know of. what? Stop watching it right now, so you can no. leave on a high note. Nope. <laughs> no, no, I, I gotta see it. I gotta see finish, it through. Finish it through. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, see, see it through. I think Mike Flanagan. This is pro- so far. This has been Mike Flanagan's, if not best, second best thing he's done. Uh, I really enjoyed Haunting a Bly Manor, uh, but I think this one is a lot more of. Uh, it's this is better than Bly Manor. I'll give you that, but it's nowhere near Doctor Sleep or Haunting of Hill House. He made those two, and those two are both solid creations you can, Bly you can Manor that, george if you want of shit i hated Bly manor because it was like the worst rendition of the turning of the screw i've ever seen and i've seen like seven versions in the last five years we talked just, about I, that too i think that we have I think that, that, that maybe that maybe just, muddies I, it a little bit so i, I think it, it, i went into I, this I really, with, with I like fresh me. eyes though i gave i gave midnight mass a chance and i was along for the ride and george is right the first five episodes are great and then you get to the sixth episode, and they kill the main character halfway through. And then the that last episode, no, I it was hated fucking it. great. Nope. Hey, I hey, hated spo- it. Spo- spo- spoiler alert, guys! Yeah. I got one more episode. It's, it's been out. It's been out for like you know months. So if they don't know that I by only, now, I, that's on them. But the final I only episode, got, I only, <laughs> like you were complaining about about Imagine Dragons, it's fucking hymnal music and gospel music for an entire hour. I, my well, ears were I mean, bleeding. My ears were bleeding, George. It was awful. Well, the, the thing I is can about deal with that more than religion, Imagine so. Dragons. George will be fine. Well, and also, I really do feel like. Uh, have any of you ever read Salem's Lot? Yes. Yeah, actually, just recently. No. Okay, so this feels like what it's do you, tapping what do you mean hard. By, what do you mean by read? Uh, okay. Uh, I feel like Mike Flanagan is pulling from what he knows how to pull from Stephen King. Like he's picking all the best parts. And it feels like he's pulling really hard from uh, from uh, fuck. I just said it, and I can't say it Salem's anymore. Lot. Salem's Lot. It feels like he's pulling mm-hmm. really cool stuff from that, yeah. and yeah. leaving out all the trash. And I feel like that's what he's done with all Stephen King's uh, adaptations that he's done so far. So I, I and also I'm a big Mike Flanagan fan. So I, I just okay. really like what he's we done can, so far. We can agree to disagree. That's okay. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's fine. We'll, we'll move on. We'll move oh, on. Good. Yeah. Uh, all right. HBO Succession season three. If you haven't watched it, you're missing out. It's it. fucking great. It's so good. It's great drama. Rich people who are terrible to each other, and they're 
Kerry uh, Culkin is the coolest in this movie or the show because he just is an asshole the whole entire time. I started watching that. Uh, I'm, I'm halfway through season one. It's pretty good so far. Season one's the worst. Really? It gets better. Like? It, it only gets better. Is it something that I would enjoy, you think? Um, do you like rich people having rich people problems? Um, isn't that most TV shows? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of like it has like the political intrigue of what you would find in like Game of Thrones, okay? But with rich people in corporate, corporate in modern America. day, okay? Yeah, in modern day, right. and it's, oh, that, and, does, and that no, doesn't and, sound like fun. <laughs> I know that, it sounds like a way I'm describing it, but it is really good. The first half of season one has been pretty good. Uh, like it's, Rip Torn is uh, such a delightful, mean old man. It is. It's. Uh, it's so good to watch Rip Torn be an asshole to all his children. Uh, anyway, uh, next one. Apple TV's uh, my number two on the list. Apple TV's Ted Lasso season two. Uh, what What else can I say that no one else has said about Ted Lasso? It's just great, right? It's. The mo- it's like the biggest, warmest hug from a television show you could possibly ever get. And it's so nice and it's full and they expanded on something that, that was... I would, yeah. I would hate that show. I have no interest in watching that. <laughs> it's a show about being kind and like learning to be nice to each other. Yeah, just even when it's shit. hard, Even when it's hard to be nice to each other. That's what the show at its core is really about and I love it for that. All right, uh, and, and then my number one favorite TV show of the year, it's Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. Uh, Steve, uh, Car- God damn it, I'm losing my mind. It's, I, I'm going on like Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. I was going to say Steve Curry, but that wasn't right. <laughs> Who's that? Steve Martin and Martin Short uh, are so fucking funny in this. They play yeah. two old people who are in love with true fiction on podcasting and because of that they decide to create their own podcast once they find out a murder in their own building has happened and hilarity ensues and somehow Selma or Vanessa Hutchins is it Vanessa Hutchins? <laughs> Not Vanessa Hutchins. Selena Gomez. <laughs> Selena Gomez. <laughs> they, they look alike, right? Uh, somehow she's in the show and she's kind of funny at times too. But uh, it's great and season two's coming out and it's such a delight and probably some of the best TV that you will watch this year. It's really good and it's 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 not just really funny, but like the mystery story that they're telling is compelling as well. Like yeah. yes, it is. It's a good mystery story. And there's too. a lot of misdirection too. You're like you yeah. think something is happening and you're like totally wrong. It's like mm-hmm. listening to a podcast, which is the point. Yeah. No, <laughs> so anyway, those are my, my favorite shows. Cool. Thank cool. you for that. Do you have any uh, honorable mentions? Uh, no honorable mentions, but I do have shows I'm excited for. We can talk about later. Okay. Uh, yeah, Dave? I, I, in the comment, I thought I thought Selena Gomez was great in this too. I never really like yeah. paid any attention to her prior to this. Um, I knew who she was, but I never really paid much attention. But I thought she was really good in the show. I like her. In it. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. I, I was surprised at how good she was in it. Christian and not Jeremy Renner says I listen to so much dark, brutal, and heavy music. I have to watch Ted Lasso just for that bit of positivity. <laughs> I can see that. That's right, man. You gotta you do get it. that palate cleanser. You know what I mean? Spread the spread the gospel of Lasso. Delicious tension works just as well. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Justin, you're next, right? Sure. 
so my number 10 is only murders in the building. It's fun and whimsical in the way that I enjoy. Uh, all the characters have amazing chemistry. I think Selena Gomez was a lot better than I expected her to be. Um, Steve Martin is fantastic as always. Martin short is fantastic as always. Uh, I love this. I can't wait for season two. George pretty much said everything else I would have said yep, about it. Agreed. Uh, number nine was The Witcher season two. It's more of the, more of what we loved in season one. Lots of I action. Can never, I can never get through season one for some reason. What really? I, got, I stopped. It's really one. it's really good. I, I just forgot to thing. put it on my list. I stopped. <laughs> I, I maybe watched like three or four episodes in, and then I stopped for a while. And I we tried to go back to it, and I was completely didn't remember what happened. So I would just that, start over. Maybe yeah, just start start over or watch the recap because Netflix has a really good recap on okay. their uh, the on production their value is so high on this show. I mean, it's you know it's dark and there's all kinds of cool monsters and like Henry Cavill playing a dark cynical character more so than Superman. You know, more so than other characters we've seen him play. Sure, uh, I I really enjoyed it, and I'm not even a fan of the uh, the games. You know, I never played the games, but I enjoy the show. Uh, I think the games great. take place like much, much, much later than what the show takes place. They do a good job of explaining things that I've heard heard of about the games um, to the point where at least you can like follow along, even if you've never played them. So uh, yeah. I think it's really well done, just in a really well done series. Uh, number eight for me is Cobra Kai season four. Just a fun filled nostalgia fest. Um, I watched it all in one sitting. They brought back the uh, villain from Karate Kid three this time. Yep. I haven't I haven't started this yet. Um so don't don't get too much into it because I love this stupid show and I'm 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 stupidly excited to see Terry and Justin would, again. Would you, he's yes. He's the most he's one of the most nonsensical movie villains I've ever seen. He and has I a love great character development in this in this. <laughs> he really too. does. He's come so far from where he was, and then as soon as he gets reintroduced, it's like he just falls off a cliff and like goes right back to being who he was in the eighties. And it's pretty amazing. Well, the show, like, they do such a good job in the show with, like, really, like, honoring the source material, but then mm-hmm. doing something with it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, so I'm, I haven't started season four yet, but I'm really excited about it. And what you I, said, Justin, it's very hard not to watch it all, like, in one sitting. You're like, I just, you just want one more. You want one more, one more. I'm, I'm uh, thoroughly impressed with Cobra Kai as a whole. Like, all four seasons have been great. I got tapped out on season three. I had enough. Really? Yeah, I couldn't even finish season three. I was just, I, I got tired of it. You got a crane kick to the head is what you got. Yeah, I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. This is not for me anymore. Nostalgia is not enough for George. We already knew that, though. No. Uh, <laughs> cool. Number seven was Chucky season one. I don't know how many of you watched it, but it's a wild, I'm fun. currently watching it. You know, brutal ride from beginning to end. Chucky's hilarious the whole way through. The dialogue's great. It is a little bit more woke, you know, than than like the movies and stuff were. And I know that turns some people off, but like I actually like the more progressive stuff being included. And I, they make jokes about it, too. I mean, Chucky's like, hey, I got a trans kid. What, what's your problem? You know, and <laughs> uh, it's just it's fun. Like if you like Chucky, you like Child's Play, you'll thoroughly enjoy it. I did. Um, number six, Master of the Universe Revelation. Kevin Smith did a fantastic job bringing these new characters in along with the characters that already previously existed. He wrote a really compelling story, did justice to the past and the present. And I am so surprised this is not your number one. Oh, there were better shows. It was great. I loved it, but there were better shows. Okay. 
Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I'm excited for season two. Uh, number five was Wheel of Time, season one. Um, I haven't watched it yet. Wheel of Time is one of my all-time favorite fantasy series. It's it's such a vast because there's twelve books, which is a lot of source material. Like Game of Thrones was only four books at the time when they created the show, and like you saw what happened with that. This they actually have a complete story to build off of, and they've done so much justice to the characters. Um, I'm madly in love with this show. I can't wait to see what they do with it. Um, I felt like I was seeing a lot of uh, more negativity from people who were fans of the books about the show. I haven't. I started reading the first book, but I didn't really follow through. Uh, it' not a criticism. It's just I didn't stick with it. But there, I don't have a stake in this. It's just what I saw. There are character changes, especially in the first two or three episodes, and one major plot point change before the end of the first season. Um, but there has to be some things that are different because otherwise, how are they going to make it work in a different format? You know, and I, I don't think the changes are necessarily bad. I can kind of connect the dots from what they they did to where they're going. Um, and I think it's going to be better in this format than it would have been if they had told the actual long form story because they're, they can't tell 12 books worth of material in 12 seasons. I mean, that would be, that's so much TV, (laughs) you know, for a, for a series, for a series that Amazon is taking a chance on. I'm expecting we're going to get six or seven seasons. Um, so they're going to have to condense some things and bridge some things. But I just hope that they continue doing it in the way they are doing so it doesn't feel rushed. You know what I mean? Like Game of Thrones, the problem yeah. was that they rushed the ending. Um, that, that was one of the problems. But hopefully they don't do that with it all the time. <laughs> yeah. One of the problems. Uh, number four was the best mystery series I watched all year, Cruel Summer. Um, it's a story about girls in high school. And uh, one of them is imprisoned in this guy's basement. And it's a... a so, okay, this girl gets abducted, supposedly, gets locked up in her assistant principal's basement for months and months and months. This other girl comes to his house at some point, and the first girl becomes aware that the other girl is in the house, knows that the other girl saw her, and then months, months go by before anything is done to actually free her from the situation she's in. And during that time, girl number two assumes girl number one's life like she takes over all of her friends, she becomes the popular kid. Like she starts basically taking over her life in this really weird, creepy way. And then, of course, the first girl comes back, and like everything has changed. And it takes place over three different timelines over the span of three years, um, while the girl was held ho- hostage, while she escaped, and then what it was beforehand when they knew each other. And I know Carrie doesn't enjoy the time jumps like that so much, but it's incredibly well done in this show. Some of the best I've ever seen. Um, where did this uh or was it it was a freeform show that hulu picked up hulu okay uh it's compelling the mystery is interesting and very hard to figure out what the truth is um and then the ending was phenomenal uh i really i love the actresses they did a great job all the characters were relatable i can't say enough good things about cruel summer like it's not a show that you would expect somebody like me to love but it is absolutely phenomenal and I highly recommend it to anybody who enjoys mystery type shows. Okay. Uh, number three was Invincible cool. season one. Invincible kicked ass. That's really all I can say about it. Invincible was was awesome. I forgot that came out this year. Yeah, it was early this year. It was like it's on my list for sure. Yeah. Uh, number two was the best comedy show season this year by a large margin. 
Curb Your Enthusiasm Season 11. Uh, Larry David has lost his fucking mind. He's doing things like taking Nazis dry cleaning for them and getting it washed. <laughs> like, it's it's crazy. There's some crazy shit that happens in Season 11, and it is hilarious. Um, I haven't laughed out loud so hard at a show in a long time. Uh, if you enjoy Curb Your Enthusiasm, why have you not watched this? If you don't enjoy Curb Your Enthusiasm or you've never seen it, do yourself a favor and watch all of it because it's I've, great. I started watching it like last year, but I never, I got somewhere, somewhere in the first season. But I, dude, it got I, a little, got a little overwhelming. Like there's like 11 seasons. Oh my God. I started watching it in 2019 yeah. and it's easily top three all time comedy shows for me at this point. Wow. I could go back and watch the entire thing. It's it's so good. I love it. And then the number one series uh, of the year, which is a massive phenomenon that I'm sure a lot of people would put as their number one show, Squid Game. Um, I was absolutely hooked on this thing. It was hard to tear myself away from the TV. I stayed up until 7 a.m. watching it the first night that I found it, and that was before it became super hyped up. I watched um, the first episode. Does that count? It, you should watch the whole thing. It I'm, gets I'm better. Right. It gets better and better. I know if you're not a big fan of like foreign stuff, I mean, you've no, already I, established that I'm a giant weeb, apparently. But if you like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if, if you like foreign films, you know, uh, and you don't mind reading things with subtitles, I think you can get a lot out of Squid Game. Um, the English translation's not so great, but the the subtitles, I loved. Um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty dark and twisted series, and it's great. And I love it. So cool. All right. I do have a few uh, honorable mentions. I can throw oh, those yeah. out real quick. Hit, Hit Monkey was super fun and a yeah. true adaptation of the comic series. I loved it. I thought it was really well, well, well done. Doom Patrol season three has them back on track. Uh, season two kind of had some missteps, but I liked season three a lot. They Hawkeye. Got the, they got rid of the daughter really early. I was happy. Yes. With that. And she was the worst part of season two for sure. Yeah. Hawkeye, best Marvel series, except for Daredevil. Uh, Master of the Universe, the children's version that was released, uh, the new one. It's actually a lot of fun. Uh, I recommend it pretty highly. Tell Me Your Secrets on Amazon was fun. Always Sunny in Philadelphia had a great season. Wasn't quite as good as Curb Your Enthusiasm, but it was good. I just finished that a couple days ago. It's short. It was like eight episodes. It it is short, yeah. Most of it was in Ireland. (laughs) Letter Kenny had a great season. Um, There's a prostate exam episode, which is really, really funny. And then uh, a series that Probably nobody remembers because it came out in January, but them. It was all about uh, racial discrimination and stuff, and it had some of the most twisted horror stuff I've seen in a long time. That Bojangles Dancing Man, really creepy. I know we talked about it way back when, but it's been months, so uh, it was really good. Yep. All right, cool. Thank you, sir. Yep. Brittle Dave? Uh, mine is going to be uh, done kind of kind of similar to how my movies were. It's like wouldn't expect is, anything. Else. This is uh, this is the new the new TV from this year that I actually watched to uh, any real degree. Um, cool. uh, I watched more stuff than this, but this was only the stuff that I I stuck with. Um, it's not in a hard order. It's just kind of a general ranking here. Um, I'll, I'll start at the bottom. Um, Inside Job on Netflix. Uh, I would probably rank this one higher, but I haven't finished it yet. Um, there's still a lot of it left to uh, go. Previews for that when I go to Netflix. So uh, this is a show that's like kind of like targeted to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so the do you know what the gist of it is? It's about a conspiracy theory, like 
department that hides shit or something like that? It so basically the 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 gist of it is like all the conspiracy theories they're all true, they're all real. And the show follows the uh this one woman in particular, but it, it's kind of her whole team that she works with um who works for the corporation that facilitates all of the uh all the conspiracy theories. They're like the the middlemen. That's about right. They're like the middlemen for all of these like evil entities and all of their schemes and stuff. They 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 implement the plans and they organize it and it's this like they they, they have a there's a front a public facing front to this corporation, but what they really are is the operations for all of the conspiracy theories. Um, it's it's really funny. Um, I, I conspiracy theories are something of a hobby of mine. I think they're hilarious and. <laughs> uh, I find them o- oddly fascinating and yeah. the, like the mentality behind them. I, I, I find really interesting. Um, uh, so th- anything that's kind of making fun of kind of conspiracy theory stuff, I'm at least going to check it's out. It's a cartoon. I mean, am I correct? Yeah, it's a cartoon okay. and it's, you remember uh, when George played devil's advocate for flat earthers? I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Um, I remember <laughs> it. It's a, uh, uh, the some of the production team on it is also uh, people who worked on um, Gravity Falls, which I also really liked. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, and Gravity Falls also taps into this like conspiracy theory stuff too. Not in the same way; it, it's handled completely different in this. But uh, I like Gravity Falls a lot, and this is a much this is a much more kind of adult version. <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, it's not kid friendly like Gravity Falls is. Uh, it's, it's not going to be aired on the Disney channel. Anytime. <laughs> um, so that was good. Then, uh, Falcon and winter soldier, uh, not the best. I, th- I feel like I enjoyed it a lot more than a lot of other people did. Um, it, it, it wasn't the best. Um, I was just Marvel trying to remember if I did watch, I, I did watch inside job. It was really fun. You're right, Dave. I was trying to yeah. remember what it was, but I it just clicked in my head. Yes. I remember that. It was good. I'm still working on that first season, but I'm enjoying it so far. It's good. Um, <clears throat> so then, so yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, I liked quite a bit. Um, Big Mouth Season 5. Uh, I'm still going I, through that show. I got, uh, my wife turned me on to that show earlier this year, and I've, I've, we watched, uh, she had already watched most or all of what was out and so uh we restarted from the beginning it's really and, funny uh, it i it's good um it's very it's a very uncomfortable show sometimes <laughs> yes yeah, um, totally. but i feel like it's it's really funny and i feel like it deals with a lot of uh difficult subject matter in a compassionate they could show way. some of those episodes in like a sex ed class and they could day. They could be almost okay. <laughs> any of you yeah. watch? Have you ever watched F is for Family? No, I haven't. I think if you like Big Mouth, you'll enjoy F is for Family as well. It's on. Uh, okay. It's it's Bill Burr is the dad of this okay. family, and it's it's a lot of like life lessons type stuff. It's almost kind of like King of the Hill meets uh, the show you're we just talking about, Big, the Big, Sex Mouth. Big Mouth. Yeah, uh, kind of like that. It's a weird mishmash of that sort of stuff. So. Um, I think you'd enjoy F is for Family. Okay. Uh, then I had uh, season three of What We Do in the Shadows. I don't think it was their strongest season, but it was enjoyable. I liked the uh, the camaraderie 
the weird camaraderie between Laszlo and Colin Robinson. Yes. Um, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, like I said, I, don't, I feel like it wasn't the strongest season, but I liked it. It was fun, and I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. Um, then uh, Loki was a hell. Loki was a hell of a lot of fun. We talked about that already. Yep. Um, I, I had Cobra Kai season three on my list because it also came. So <laughs> I don't know if y'all if y'all picked up on this, but the 2021 was bookended by Cobra Kai. Yeah, season it really three was. Came, came out January 1st, yep. and season four oh, came out December, December 31st. 31st that's right. I didn't realize that, but yeah. I'd lump them yep. together. <laughs> yeah, I would lump them together. I, I definitely put those two together. Uh, again, I, I <clears throat> the Karate Kid movies were a constant for me growing up. I loved those movies, uh, and I'm just so impressed with the... The show is, is simultaneously as ridiculous as those movies are, but also really heartfelt and good and in the best way possible in the best way. And they, and they really do a good job of balancing the nostalgia <laughs> factor with doing something new mm-hmm. with the content and with the characters, like the characters I, actually feel like characters that are going through stuff. I actually went back and rewatched all the movies this year too, which I hadn't yeah. seen in a long time. Uh, great show. Uh, even like, and even when it's at its like hokiest and cheesiest, I'm, I'm still on board for it because the rest of it's so good. Um, only murders in the building was next, which we talked about, and Midnight, Midnight Mass. I, I feel pretty sure was was maybe not my absolute favorite, but it was definitely way up there. So that's that's the last one I have on my list. Cool. Do you have any honorable mentions or anything? No, that's that's it. Okay, that's it. We got the all. end. Awesome. Uh, I'm gonna do mine like sort of top. I have so many on my list. I'm trying to figure out how I want to do this. I'll do my top. Let's say top 18 <laughs> real quick. Uh, 18, of, wow. Yeah, I have like 23 on my list, maybe even 24. But um, I want to start number 18, the show that probably only me and my wife watch is Resident Alien, Alan Tudyk. I watched the first two episodes of that, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> that's about as all I could stomach, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mystic Quest, the new season of Mystic Quest was really good. You know, I really like that. Uh, again, it does what season two did. Is it? It's our third season, I right? It, I think this was the second season. Was it the second season or the third so. season? Anyway, they did like what they did in the first season, where they had like two really, 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 really good episodes, and the rest of them were just kind of okay. This is the Rob McElhaney show, right? It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is the second season. I, I feel the, the some of the episodes in this season were better than the first season. There was a lot more character development. It wasn't just yeah, the episodes. To the episodes where they where they go in the backstory about the writer is some of the best. TV oh yeah, writing. that was really good. Um, number sixteen for me was behind the attractions. I know you guy. I know Dave's not going to mm. like the show. I I started it and I I, I like the the material that they're covering. Yep. I didn't care for the format of the show. I, I know you, you mentioned that this is tailor made for me. Cause I like, uh, the movies that made us and the toys that made us and all that. So it's the same team that did that, but doing it to about Disney park and attractions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's even more so tailor made for you. It's tailor made <laughs> for me. They're like, Hey, Carrie, check this out. We made this series from you and it's executive produced by the rock by Dwayne Johnson. So, is this 
I don't know how he. He's got everywhere, home, man. He's everywhere. <laughs> he there. He heard Jungle Cruise. They were doing an episode on the Jungle Cruise, and so we had to get in there. Yeah. Um, and number fifteen for me was Invincible. He's like the opposite of John Cena. You see him everywhere. That's right. Actually, you're seeing John Cena everywhere now. Uh, Invincible, amazing series. I, I really like that show a lot. It's really good. One of the best cartoons this year. Uh, 14 for me was Cobra Kai. I mean, I hate to say I love the show. It, it's just so... It's addicting. You don't want to stop watching it. Even when it's over, you're like, really have to wait another year for the next season? Can't I just put it out now? I know they, I know they, they said it's done. Just, just put it out. Um, yeah, they they've already wrapped the the next the yeah fifth the fifth season, season yeah and they're riding yeah. the sixth one already. I'm like, uh, number thirteen for me with what we do in the shadows. I agree with everything you said, Dave. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff in this season. Um, some really cool character development too, which I enjoy. Yeah, but I I just love, I we love the show. It's just and that theme song, man. I yeah, love the song. I I really like the song as well. Um, we looked up who that artist was. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't remember her name. But like, what a, a strange, unique voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a perfect song for that show too. Um, number twelve for me was a uh, <laughs> was a Marvel TV series. Um, my wife probably has this way higher on her list, but it was Loki for me. I I really liked it. Like what I remember who said it earlier. It was. Uh, the Marvel version of Doctor Who. Who said that? <coughs> George did. George, aptly. That was that's that's spot on. That's Loki exactly what they're going for. Yeah, Loki I liked it a lot. Hawkeye was better, but Loki was great. Uh huh. Number eleven for me was a show called Evil. Uh, Evil. I, I love season one. Season two, I haven't finished yet, so I couldn't put it on my list. So I got that. I started with season one this year too. So I watched both seasons this year, and it was like just right after each other. So that's. <laughs> I'm sort of lumping them both together in a way, you know, but really great show. Number, okay, number 10, the show that me and my wife both enjoy watching a lot. One of the funniest comedies on TV right now on any network television station, and it should not be as good as it is. I think it's better than the British version, my, in my opinion, uh, Ghosts. It's a really fun show. Um, number nine, a show that I actually finished watching last night. I was like, all right, I'm going to get through the rest of it. Cause I just sort of stopped for a while. And that star Wars, the bad batch. I, I started, I started that. I made a few episodes in and kind of dropped off of it. If you like, um, uh, clone wars, the series, you're really going to like the show. It's, it's, it's a direct, basically continuation. They actually, Introduce these characters in the last season of the Clone Wars as a sort of jumping mm-hmm. point, you know. Uh, I think part of the problem is that I, I've had a lot of trouble getting into the Clone Wars series. Mm. I, w- I wasn't watching it when it was like when they were making it, you know? yeah. I, but I, I tried starting it up recently, and God, that first season is it is hard to watch. It is. I've, I've heard it, I've heard it gets better, but it it's, it's tough to get through. I, I really I, like uh, the bad batch. I, I like hear the characters. It's best to skip around on the Clone Wars. Like, apparently, Clone Wars have a lot of filler episodes. So There's a lot can, of filler episodes for sure. So if you just skip out on all the filler episodes, I hear the Go, Clone Wars go to is Google enjoyable. and look up the best Clone Wars episode, and then make a playlist out of that. Yeah. Okay. 
but that's, that's I, uh, I I wish I could enjoy uh, Bad Batch, but I just find them woefully boring. <laughs> well, it's like Clone Wars in that aspect. <laughs> there, I mean, it's, I like the characters of the Bad Batch, and I like the what they're doing with some of the mythology in it. Uh, not to spoil anything, but one of the main characters, um, it sort of had the same kind of relationship as Boba Fett. And I'm wondering if she'll ever show up in a live action series, which would be really cool. Uh, number eight for me was Ted Lasso. Just a great season. Uh, I really liked the ending, what they did with certain characters and things like that. Not to spoil anything, right. but it was great. Number seven for me, Masters of the Universe Revelations. I knew uh, putting He-Man and Masters of the Universe together with Kevin Smith <coughs> would be a win-win. And it was. And it was. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people weren't, weren't happy with it because it was all, wasn't all about He-Man. It was, and that's what I enjoyed about it. I like, I like Kevin Smith. I like his writing. I'm a fanboy. You guys know that. I even like all the movies people fucking hate. But he did a really <laughs> good job on the series. And I can't wait for more. Well, Actually, I think yeah. also I don't think the success is just Kevin Smith alone. He had a no. great yeah, he had a great great had. list of writers. Yeah, yeah. Mark Bernardin was one of them, and that the animation was good. Like there was, there was, was great, a yeah. lot of stuff that made this show work. It wasn't just Kevin Smith. I mean, and he it was, was a lot of fan service too. So it's like yeah, they, here's they, a character we're going to show that we only talked about in a comic book one time or something. Right, like that. right. I mean, they, way they more about Wonder Bread He Man in, in one of the episodes. I mean, they had what. They, Wonder Bread He-Man. He was oh, a yeah. mail-away character. Like, I mean, they they paid homage to the toys, to the Funimation series, to the, the 2000 comics, series, yeah. to the comics, to the comic strips, to the newspaper comics. Like, they really <laughs> did their research and, like, put nods in for every single possible iteration of Master of the Universe. And I don't think it gets enough credit for that. People, like, half the community loves it. Half the community absolutely loves it. And the other half is, like... Well, it's not a show all about He-Man, so I'm not interested. And I mean, people are just wrong. <laughs> it uh, is what it is. Number six for me was something we've talked about earlier uh, to a, to a lot of degrees. And that was Hawkeye. It made me love this character. I was not a, a Hawkeye fan. I love the comic book version, but the the MCU version of him, like he was just he was okay. My only complaint about the series, and it's a very very small complaint, is that there was not enough pizza dog. That's true. We need a more pizza dog for sure. Yep. Um, I like that. I'm was, surprised they found a dog that's blind or one eye. Yeah. Well, well, you never been to a shelter then, dude. I mean, but <laughs> a dog that's blind in one eye that's still cute, I guess I should no, specify. I they're, they're all cute, dude. I've seen Series. them. Specious um, I don't know. Of you, it's like I, I, I kind of feel like that's somebody. Dog, that's very dogism of you. I just kind of feel like somebody from Marvel just got a really cute dog and po- po- poked their eye out just for the show. Well, pizza dog. No, they. Not. <laughs> God damn it! All right, I'm I'm going to move on from that's, that comment. That dog is a method actor. Doggy Lewis over here. It suffered for his craft. Um, number five for me was only murders in the building. Great show. Funny all around. Um, I think that's the only one all of us picked. Yeah, I think so. Maybe you don't know mine yet. Hawkeye. Yeah, we all picked Hawkeye. What on mine? Well, Hawkeye's not in my top 10, but we all talked about it. Uh, putting Martin short and, and Steve Martin together. 
comedy gold. Yeah, the and best then, duo ever. They all, still all got it, was, man. All we needed was Chevy Chase to show up at some point. And uh, just, I think, don't hear he has a good working relationship, I right? Know, so I know. Yeah. But just some of the supporting cast was was great. Um, oh, what's the guy from The Lion King? I can't think of his name now. Um, brain fart. The guy who uh, was giving all the money, giving Martin Short all the money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Nathan Lane. Nathan, Nathan Lane, thank yeah. you. <laughs> the guy from Lion King. Lion King was your what? pulse back <laughs> he's, he's Timon. James Earl Jones wasn't in this, this show? What are you talking about? <laughs> Nathan Lane is Timon. Yeah, no, Nathan Lane. That Nathan was my Lane first was, go-to. Was, Nathan Lane was really good. I show. find it hilarious that he plays a Greek guy, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know anything about me? <laughs> yeah, uh, Do you guys know was, that George is Greek. <laughs> did y'all yeah. know? We well, we've heard that before. I was about to say Sting oh, in the elevator. And yeah, Sting, Sting was, was great that. too. I think one of my favorite episodes is when they find out they have fanboys. I think that's just yes. such a good episode. <laughs> they invite him to come and like help write stuff. <laughs> figure it yeah, out. help us figure this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> you like us so much. Uh, moving on, number four for me was Doom Patrol. Um, I I, I, I really need to watch Doom Patrol. I, I really I just love. Haven't watched it yet. The quirkiness really of the show. It, it's so weird and quirky and fun. Um, and like I didn't, what, I didn't love where it ended, but not because it wasn't a good ending, just because it's like, why would you end there? <laughs> sure. They brought it's the Doom master, Patrol. When they brought in the master from uh, Doctor Who, I can't think of her name now. Michelle, something. Can't think of her name, but she was great. There was a lot of really cool weird the show you can never expect to know what to expect on the show it just goes in a totally different direction that's what i love about it number three for me was a show that george mentioned that is for all mankind and michelle gomez thank you uh like like you said it's one of the best shows on tv that nobody's really watching it doesn't get enough credit it's such a beautifully done show uh number two for me i was sort of on the fence about where to put this. Is it a movie? Is it a TV series? I wound up putting it the TV series. The Beatles get back. I was no, enthralled watching. It's this kind show. of a TV series. It's it a three parter. Kind of it's a three parter. Right. Four hour Docu- documentary. Or it's a six hour movie, whatever you want to think. Uh, uh, I, I, I really loved it. It was just, it was like being a fly in the room and, I seen the original movie uh, they took all the footage from, and this really changes. The director of that movie had an agenda, it seems like, and this has really opened everything up. So, if you're a fan of the Beatles and you like how music is made, uh, it's I, I can't recommend it enough. And I haven't watched it yet. I'm, I'm really excited to check it out. It's really. I, how much do you love the Beatles? Um. Not like, but I, love. I, I think we I think we talked about it last time. Yeah, like I haven't really uh, always been a huge Beatles fan, but I in the past I don't know three four years I think I've learned to like and appreciate their catalog yeah. way more than I've ever expected to. Uh, so much so that I even sought out a uh, Robert Zemeckis movie, um, uh, where it's all about the Beatles yeah. and like and their their uh, claim to pop culture. So, yeah, that's right. That's the very first one they ever did, right? Yeah, as far as I know. Um, so I would recommend before you watch it, right before you watch it, listen to the album "Let It Be." 
and then start watching it because you'll start you'll hear everything. You know what I mean? So you got to do homework before you do homework. You do. <laughs> Listen to this uh, album before you watch this six-hour show. <laughs> that's right. Um, the my top number one show of the year. Can you guys guess what it is? Something I have not mentioned yet. Wandavision. You got it. My number one. <laughs> Don't shake your head at me, sir. That's I, I. I'm a fan of Vision and Scarlet Witch. Always have been since I was young. Um, I but, really love classic TV shows. But like I you, saw it, you were talking about how much you don't like time skips and stuff, and like the entire first two episodes are just time skips. The entire time five skips episodes are, are all well, time skips. It's not a time skip. Well, they're not jumping back and forth between time and stuff like that. But they're doing what time skips do and trying to be intentionally confusing. I wasn't confused. I, another another place where we can agree to disagree. Let me have my fun. That's right, man. Don't yuck is young, man. That's right. I love the show. Uh, I, I it's not bad. Like I, I feel like it was really good in the last three or four episodes, but the beginning was terrible. It, it was, it was one to, that it was one that got better over time. The first the the pacing of the first few episodes was really strange. I, and that's what I it was so. It. I loved it. Was it. So, it was so strange that like I thought they were like doing a bit with it, and then I'm like, oh no, they're not. It's, they're just weirdly paced. Yeah, do you remember the anticipation that everyone had for that first episode when they only dropped one episode and everyone watched it and we all went, is that it? <laughs> I, I remember. That. <laughs> uh, speaking, speaking of honorable mentions, the yeah. South Park pandemic specials have been excellent. I was about to mention that. That's on one of my honorable <laughs> mentions. The the Bose, the, the newest one that came out. Yeah, the post-COVID. As, what are you wearing? Are you wearing a South Park shirt, right? Yeah, yeah you said the, the there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. Them in 40 years, it was so great. Especially uh, the ending with Cartman. I, yeah. I was so satisfied with that. End. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you don't, if what are they, they're on Paramount Plus, right? Paramount Plus, yeah. yeah. Uh, check them out. They're really funny. And uh, the next 50 years, it's all South Park movies on Paramount Plus. Yep, I'm okay with that. Like, I, I'm not sure, but I'm okay with some of my honorable mentions, I'm going to go through. Some of them have actually been mentioned before. Uh, Chucky. Um, I'm going through that se- series right now. I've always been a big fan of the shows. It's so uh, good. Uh, the the like, movies, yeah. The, sh- the I'm show. Like episode maybe four right now. The show is, is so much better than you expect it's going to be. Like, <laughs> uh, You mentioned Hitmonkey. I'm really digging Hitmonkey. I'm not finished with it yet. That's why it's not higher up. Uh, I really liked... I like some of Star Wars Visions. I liked... There was like two or three really good ones, but the rest were sort of okay. Um, and I, I think uh, you just have to be like really good fan, big fan of no, agree. Anime, you have, to, you have to be an anime fan and a Star Wars fan. And that Venn diagram, you gotta be a fucking weeb. Yeah, so there you I, go. I, if it doesn't, I'm fit, not if a, those two things don't fit for you. You're probably not going to love it. No, I agree on that. Uh, and I'm not a big anime fan. I don't really know anything about it, so. That's where my my barrier was a little bit, but uh, and uh, speaking of Dwayne Johnson, the Young Rock TV show was actually really fun. There's a Young Rock TV I show. I didn't know that. Yeah, so there's a there's a sitcom uh, where they do time jumps, and I'm okay with it. So it's okay. So the premise is is it's Dwayne Johnson in the future talking about as a movie to, star as a 
as a presidential candidate talking about his past in interviews and each interview question or episode or whatever turns into like a here's what I did when I was like 10 or here's what I was like 18 or in my 20s or whatever so there's three different versions of the young rock it's actually See, really well done that's actually why Kirby enthusiasm was so high up for me this season is because the the continuous plot line to the entire season is that he's pitching a show called young Larry and originally it's going to Netflix, but like he gets pissed off about uh, the toilet seat, not staying up. So he like pitches a fit to the president of Netflix and then Netflix cancels the show. And then he goes <laughs> to Hulu, right. he goes to Hulu and they agree to do the show cause they like it. Uh, but while all this is going on, somebody breaks into his house uh, and then as they're fleeing, they trip and fall into his pool and hit their head and drown. And because he didn't have a fence built around his pool, which is a law there, um, the they, they could lawfully sue him, even though you know the guy was trying to steal from him. So the guy's brother blackmails him into allowing his daughter to be the lead actress in his new show. And then... She's horrible. She's like the worst actress you can imagine. She's incapable of controlling her emotions. When she should be being serious, she laughs. When she should be being comical, she cries. Like, just just unbelievably bad. And uh, he keeps having to make excuses for how, why she's in the show to all these bigwigs and stuff. And as it's going along, he creates this subplot where he starts trying to down date a county commissioner to get her to revoke the fence law so that he can get her removed from the show. <laughs> That sounds like something. Yeah, <laughs> the whole season is just a masterpiece. It's so well done. It's it's hilarious from beginning to end. So, uh, do you? I guess I don't need to watch all the other episodes, other other seasons, to really. I, like every season is kind of its own standalone thing. Like you could definitely yeah. just watch season eleven and enjoy it. Uh, going back real quick to the Young Rock, um, I was going to say that one of the cool things in some of the older when they go back in time is some of the other wrestlers are around too so you have like andre the giant macho man uh, all these different oh, so wrestlers. they do talk about his wrestling life no yeah well, yeah well when his this is going back to when he was a kid his dad was a wrestler with these guys in hawaii so they actually have him in the show there's people there's andre the giant and macho man and uh i can't think of everybody else but there's a lot of those old school wrestler guys in the show it's, it's do you fun. think do you think a studio exec saw that picture of Dwayne the Rock Johnson in his fanny pack and thought we need to make a TV show out of that? Oh, they make fun of that on the show for sure. That's yeah, what that's do. what it, it feels like. Uh, something a studio exec came up with and they just yeah. went with it. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it has that heartfelt, you know, at the thing at the end, like you know, like all good sitcoms have always had, like the Goldbergs like, and yeah, like the Goldbergs. Yeah, yep. I was gonna say exactly. That. It's very much like that 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 style. All right, uh, that's it. Did we miss any shows or anything? I think we covered it, man. I think we named them all. All of them. <laughs> yeah. We got it all. We put a fork. We put a fork in it. Is what we did. So uh, for music. Uh, <clears throat> oh man, we're we gonna do music too. No, 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 no. Hold on. Uh, Justin and Dave and myself are gonna be doing an MSR cast this weekend. We're gonna really go into depth of our favorite albums of the year. I'm almost finished with my list it's been very difficult um but george at this moment yes. if you're if there's a few that you want to talk about we can talk about them real quick so i made a music list of my favorite songs of the years guys okay of this year believe it or 20, not this is the first time of 2022 of 2021 
All right. Like all my favorite songs from 2021. Okay. This I'm is the first time that I'm actually participating in the music portion of the show. I'll send you <laughs> your uh, participation award later. <clears throat> Thank you. I, 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 I'm expecting it in the mail. So they're songs, right. not albums? Yeah, these are just songs. These okay. are songs that I really enjoy, okay. uh, that I've listened to on a numerous occasions and gone back to to listen to some more. It's the Hamilton soundtrack. That's exactly right. God, I don't even need to do this anymore. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> no, uh, I'll, I'll try to go through them as quickly as possible. Um, Mute the Silent by uh, Orbit Culture. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm a big Orbit them. Culture fan. Yeah, uh, I've talked about them uh, on a nauseum level on this show. I think they're really good, and that song is really great on that album. Uh, Tower of Cosmic Nihility by Iotun. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this. It's, it's actually Yotun. 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 Oh, okay. So there you go. Yotun. Not to spoil anything, but they might be talked about on the future episode of MSR Cast because. Oh, there, there you go. Really I really. That. I really dig that song. I am amazed uh, by that. Uh, Blood Moon by Tower. I think it's a really cool, like rock and old school music with a female lead lo- vocalist. Okay. Which is um, which is uh, which is uh, you know unheard for me because normally I don't enjoy female led vocals and and music. Um. Anyway, uh, Mastodon, the Crux. I think that's the best song on that album. Uh, yeah. motor motor death by. Oh, you got muted, George. <laughs> Nobody wanted to hear that. <laughs> Hello, can y'all still hear me? We can we hear, hear you. you. There you yeah. go. Can't see you, but we can hear you. You're frozen. Oh. Oh, all right. Well, I'll continue on. Uh, I said motor death. Uh, by the crown. Really? The oh, crown. that so yeah, the crown kicks ass. I like yeah. the crown. Um, let me see. Dream Weapon by uh, Genghis Tron. Okay, I know them. Uh, Fix the Error by Between the Buried and Me. Thank which you. Is, which is, uh, you know, I'm not a hugest uh, Between the Buried and Me fan. But this song is like the song to end all songs. Like it's they have really good. They have every single genre in one song, and I, I I'm impressed by it. I am a huge fan of Between the Buried and Me. I think they are one of my favorite. I know they have metalcore elements, but they're one of my favorite progressive uh, metal bands out there. They're good. I feel like when they're when they're on, they're really good. But yeah. I just don't feel like they're always on. Okay, uh, I can do this. That. Song, this song really, really fucking kicks, though. Yeah, it does. Okay. Um, Malignant. Uh, this one was like a tie for me. It's called Malignant. I can't pronounce it. I can't read right now. Malignant. 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 Malignant and and or hemorrhage. I couldn't decide by the band Enforced. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, I'm just being surprised tonight. What's going on? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. What up? Um, and the plan then, is coming to fruition, gentlemen. <laughs> <All right. laughs> George kind of likes some metal. Is going to be the new. <laughs> I like some metal. Go figure. Um, the shovel and the cross by White Void. Um, okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, I like it's them. Satanic magic attack by Bewitcher. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That band is a lot of fun. I recently. The Witcher's a hell of a lot of fun. I came, I came across them like, uh, I want to say like a couple weeks ago and, uh, they're, they're pretty good. Um, isn't everyone the, uh, Nine Inch Nails and Health, uh, mashup song? It's pretty good. Hmm. I haven't heard that. Uh, well, if you're not a Nine Inch Nails fan or a Health fan, you probably will not enjoy it. I am um, a fan of Nine Inch Nails, actually. So, Ghost Horse by uh, Galacticon, Brandon Small's Galacticon. You put out a new album? Uh, it's just a single for right oh, now. Okay. Um, Going back to your, uh, real quick, back to your um, White Void band, do you know who the main songwriter of that band is? George uh, is actually George is actually the one who brought White Void to our attention yeah, last year, yeah, if you remember. Yeah. We discussed this at length then. From, he's uh, so one of the songwriters from Portnagar. Yeah. And uh, so this is where the list kind of strays away from some metal music. All right. Um, there's a song called Be Sweet by Japanese Breakfast. It's just a, a great pop rock song. I, I, I can't listen to it enough. It's a great song. Um, the Engine by Eisenhand. Uh, I've talked about him on the show before. I really dig this band. Uh, Moonlight and Pathkeeper by Interloper. Also really dig that band a lot. That's I listened to that band quite a bit this year. Uh, when God's Work Be Done by Unto Others. Probably the most song I've listened to them from ever that they've ever made. Hmm. Uh, your, wife says, your wife says, don't forget Taylor Swift. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I will not mention Taylor Swift. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> Night Age uh, by The Descendants. Oh, wow. Uh, have You Checked Your Butthole by uh, Tom, uh, Tom Cardi? I have not. No, but thanks for uh, asking. <laughs> the Last Dance by St. Paul and the Broken Bones. And then I have uh, Shadow Minds by the Halo Effect. And Merkaba? Merkaba? Merkaba, I guess. Or Macab uh, by Persephone. 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 Yeah. Do you know this? Your, your <laughs> list here, George, has inspired me. Uh, I think all of us. For the metal for MSR cast this weekend, yeah, we need to come up with our top uh, songs, not just albums. Uh, dude, it's so hard to do top songs. Don't do that to me or Christian. Come on. <laughs> Don't do that to me or Christian, man. It's too fucking so, hard. What we can do is we can create a special playlist. We can just stick them all on there. I'm I'll, sure take, I'll take a song from each of my top albums. How about that? There, how, there that's fine. We can do that. that. That's what I was originally doing. I was just kind of originally picking my favorite albums, but then I was like. I listen to more songs and albums, so I thought it made more sense for me to do songs. Yeah, you listen. Yeah, you listen to music differently than us. We do. You yeah. listen to stuff on more random, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Like I will listen to stuff albums straight through, but after I click like on certain songs, yeah, yeah just yeah, like yeah. my likes playlist a lot. Yeah. Then uh, to round out my last two, it's uh, Neon Head by Starcadian, and <laughs> the most 2020 song and 2021 song of all time. Vaccine Daddy by Richard Cheese. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. I haven't heard that. You should think, definitely listen yeah, to we're it. Gonna, send me this list because we are going to definitely make a Metal Geeks uh, playlist. We'll share it out. I think I have a Richard Cheese Nine Inch Nails parody CD somewhere. Uh, oh, well, geez. he did a couple of songs of them. 
I think he did a whole album of parody songs of theirs. I have it somewhere. I know some of my favorite songs aren't necessarily from my favorite top albums. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I'm sure that's the case for me too, Carrie, but I don't want to comb back through thousands of albums. <laughs> you already did the work, Carrie. Don't make them work more. <laughs> this, is your, this is your bonus points. Oh, my God. All right, guys. I can do uh, work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we are we're about to hit three hours, so I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight and everybody that's going to be listening to us in the future, speaking of time jumps, um, when we put this out as a podcast. Uh, <laughs> that's our favorite TV shows, video games, movies of 2021. There was a lot of good stuff this past year. Um, I didn't dive into as much media as normal with my new job and that type of stuff, but I listened to a lot more music just because I had more availability for music to listen to. So I cannot wait to talk about my favorite albums on MSRcast. Some of them are going to surprise a lot of people. That's all I got to say. It's um, Hamilton, the soundtrack. It is not. I, I will definitely say that. Um, it's but the soundtrack if you, to a canto. It is definitely not that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you want to check us out, we are all over the internet. Metal Geeks net you can check us out there uh and our sister site is msrcast.com um we're on all the all the streaming sites so we're on your spotify and your apple music and all those good places where you can download podcasts you have a podcatcher just subscribe to us there you'll get every new episode direct to your mobile device or wherever you check out your music and your your podcast um we're on all kinds of social media at metal geeks twitter uh, Facebook, Instagram, not TikTok. Um, and check out the Metal Geek Society on Facebook. Uh, search for Metal Geek Society, join that. We have a lot of fun talking about the password is balls. The password is not balls, but you can use that password if you want. Uh, we have a lot of fun talking about there's memes, and uh, you can see Christian Renner's list of every single metal album for every week, which is pretty great. Um, a lot of cool oh, stuff going on in the middle. Glad he does it, so I don't have to. I know <laughs> he, he's doing the Lord's work. He is. He is. Um, but uh, okay, let's start with uh, you guys. So, George, what about you? Where we, people find you? Uh, you can find me on the uh, social medias, uh, including Letterbox now, because I was doing Letterbox and I stopped, but then I picked it back up. That's so the side where you you show or you punch in with movies you've seen that type of stuff. Yeah, I you know it's showed you what i've uh watched recently and then i give like a like a five to ten word blurb about it oh cool uh like this was awesome this was terrible you know shit like that uh anyway uh you can follow me on all social medias at george chipsis and uh if you have anything mean to say i'll probably block you so (laughs) he will uh dave what about you brutal dave uh, you can find me at Red Viking Dave on Instagram, Twitter, and under that name on Facebook as well. Uh, that's mostly art stuff. Come support my artwork. I'm a broke ass right. artist. Support or board. Okay, <coughs> uh, Justin, the metal detector. Uh, you can find me as at Comical JC on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can also check out the podcast that I do with George and our buddy Andy at mindfudgecounty.com or pretty much anywhere that podcasts are able to be found. Uh, I have heard that Andy is going to make himself available sometime in the next month to record. 
So hopefully some new episodes will be coming out because we have a lot to discuss. <laughs> Very cool. All right. The well, pandemic, for example. Yeah. <laughs> a whole two years. <laughs> I want to uh, give another thanks to you guys for hanging out tonight and being part of my, my crew. Um, I want to give a big thanks to Brian. Um, Hogan, he's a, a, a good supporter, a good friend of the show. Um, anybody out there that's part of our our inner workings with Sean and everybody, um, the Metal Pigeon, it's just been a lot of fun. Uh, I, I've, I I can't thank you guys enough for being part of this with me. Um, our resolution is to do more episodes if you guys are up for it. Absolutely. All right. Um, I still think we should form a band. We Me too. I think the Omicron project that uh, Dave pitched out is great. <laughs> Omicronicon. There you go. It's a, it's, a, it's a transformer too. There you go. We could do the uh, theme song for what we do in the shadows. We, we we can just do. I won't be a part of that. We can just do. <laughs> we can do themed albums about uh, a shit we like. Yeah, go. I'm it's, down. If we're if we're if if we're using the name Omicron variant, we got to do a prog metal band. There you go. Yes, so. I am down for that. Okay. All right. You heard it here. By 2023, <laughs> we're going to have a something. Something, something. probably one song. On let's let's make a realistic goal. Let's at least do one song. <laughs> right. Here's <laughs> can, another crazy goal for 2022. Maybe recording in person. Yeah, oh, um, that would be a lot of fun. Depending how the the Omicron variant ban goes, not the band, but the <laughs> other part of it. Um, yeah, I would love to do more in person. Um, what other resolutions do you guys are what you're looking forward to this coming year? Um, I'm trying to get things done creatively as much as possible. I got a, a few irons in the fire that I'm hoping to make some serious progress on for 2022. Uh, and, uh, also I would like to spend time with my friends and family as much as possible this year, since two years of that has kind of gone away. Yeah. So anytime I can get with you guys and my family members and other friends, I, I will, uh, chomp at the bit for, and then, um, you know, not die in the process. That's a good, good. one. Those are yeah. really good goals. Those are good, good goals for the, for at least to make it to 2023. What about you, Dave? Do you have any? What are your goals? Your, your I'm, I'm I'm in the middle of working on that process. Uh, I, every year, I, I I do kind of a life. Uh, I don't know a, a an evaluation on how everything's yeah. kind of going. I'm in the middle of that process right now, so a lot of my goals are still in flux. But I primarily what I'm looking forward to this next year is being uh, hopefully healthier and happier and spending more time having fun and doing things with the people that I love. That's my main goal so far for the year. That sounds yeah, great, man. Yeah. I want to be more creative this year for sure. Uh, healthier and happier for sure. Mentally, physically, everything. Um, this is a year to do it, man. You know, um, and, and, you know, just being more involved, doing more episodes, doing everything. I, I love hanging out with you guys and our, our fans and our, you know, our, our group that we have is pretty cool. So thank you. And thank, thank you, you for everyone who uh, watched and bared with us for the last three hours. It, <laughs> yeah. it, if there's anyone still on, uh, you've been awesome. And uh, I think it's just our wives at this point. 
yeah thank you for watching and you know thank you to our wives for being supportive and yeah, letting you wives. uh being what we are and do what we do and one exactly. last thing uh thanks to the eso network for letting us be part of their network every year uh esonetwork.com you can check out all the other um geeky shows that make up that network there and we're- brian hung with us to the end how about brian. that that's thank a true you, brian <laughs> and He's, thank you wife hi <laughs> brian's not my wife but i've known him for a long time He's our. he can be our podcast and, uh, you know we i've been promising brian for years hey jeff to have him on the show because he's an expert on the six flags theme park yeah yeah so yeah. we need to work that out brian because i just talked to him about it a few weeks ago i'm like we just need to do that because i love six flags and he's like an expert at it so i think that will be a lot of fun has I he been a, to Texas here? Uh, if I'm not wrong, I think Brian was just at one of the parks like in the past few weeks, right? But has he been, been to Fiesta, Texas, though? I have. Been many I years imagine ago. he has. That's a goal. We should all go to like a same park, like Fiesta, Texas or something. Justin is going to love that. Oh, yeah, he's not. That'll be... <laughs> look at it. Look at it. Look how excited <laughs> it is. Oh, we just had an idea. I mean, I'll, from... I'll go with you guys. I'll just kind of like just hang out and listen to music while you guys ride rides. <laughs> uh, that's right. Brian went to Fiesta, Texas last week. Uh, Valerie said we need to do a Metal Geeks Wives special podcast episode. Oh, my so, God. This is a great. So, this is, I, I love, would love that. <laughs> so, it'll be none of us, but all four of our wives. Yes. I think that would I be think, awesome. I think I would too. get my wife to do that. I think that would be great. I've had I've convinced Kim to be on the episodes before, so it's 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 not well, that difficult. We can do it. We can we've, had Catherine, we've had Catherine on our show before. She shouldn't have a problem. And then Eric yeah. is already a podcaster, so that would be no true. problem at all. <laughs> Valerie right, does Twitch, so I mean it's not like she's not used to speaking in front of people. Like yeah, that's true. I, I think it'd be a cool we're, show. We're good. We're good. we're doing it. All right, guys. Uh, that it'll was another a new segment eventually. The problem is their show is going to become more popular than our show. I was <laughs> about to say that. <laughs> I am gonna... No doubt. No doubt at all. <laughs> I have a great title for it, too. It's The Real Housewives of Metal Geeks. There you go. I mean, that should just be the show. We should just make that the show. <laughs> we, we, have to, uh, we have to have Catherine take over George Hates Metal, and like we'll pick a song for her to listen to and critique. <laughs> she really will hate it. It's going to be like, uh, the song that they – like. They, it has to be the opposite, right? Right, the complete opposite of what we do. So, yeah. but anyway, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll cross that bridge, that creative bridge, when we get there. Yep. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in. As always, we have one last thing we have to say. Keep it metal, my friends, and keep always it keep it ballsy. Balls. Balls. Ballsy and twenty twos. Happy, happy balls year. Happy twenty two balls. <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone. Keep it geeking, everybody. Great. Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal. Time to grab your pillow and join the Geek Father in Little Bit for discussions on current, nostalgic, and speculative happenings in pop culture. Nerd news, fandom histories, deep dive discussions, reviews, and more. It's like listening to your closest friends have a nerdy conversation. So sit back, relax, 
and let the Blurred Nerds podcast embrace you with their warm, goofy goodness. It's nerd goals for your ear holes, right here on the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Thank you.